Hello, hello, and welcome back to another Fluently Forward podcast episode. How's everyone going? <laughs> How's everyone doing? Guys, it's uh, it's like 6.30 on a Monday right now, and I'm recording a little prelude to this before work. Um, so hope everyone's doing well. I just wanted to come on and give a little bit of like a, I don't know, explanation of what this episode is. You might see that it is two hours long and it's just a really fantastic, fun conversation um, with my friend Kira Sullivan. So she's also a fellow TikToker. She, her handle is um, at Super Kira. She also does comedy here in New York City. And um, I'm really excited to have her on. I remember when I first saw her TikTok page, I was like, it just feels like I grew up with this person, you know, sometimes you just, you catch a vibe and, um, everything she says is funny, but it's also intelligent, but not in a way that makes you feel stupid. I really, I can't say enough nice things about Kira and this episode. I think honestly, it's fantastic. Like we recorded two hours and I took out maybe a minute and a half because I just wanted to keep it all in. That being said, the sound quality, I I am so new to this thing and I set it up the same way I did for the Sex in the City episode and it just comes across a little bit more grainy so I wanted to give you a forewarning. Uh, take it from me though, if I'm, I don't know, if you're anything like me, sometimes I listen to podcasts in the first 10 seconds, I'm like, this audio is horrible and then once I get 10 seconds in, I'm like, actually, it's, it's fun. It feels like I'm on a phone call. So keep that in mind. We go over blind items from the cast of The Office but we, I mean, we also jump around from celebrity to celebrity so I don't know it's just a great episode I'm excited thank you so much Kira and why am I still talking right let's get into it hello 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 and welcome back to another fluently forward podcast episode today's a very special episode (laughs) because we have a special guest with us who I just found out sounds like Jennifer Lawrence and I I once made a TikTok (laughs) saying that Jennifer Lawrence and I hooked up and people believed it can you confirm? Have I hooked up with you, Jennifer? Yeah, Morris? I've hooked up with Shannon, and I love pizza so much. <laughs> <laughs> so today on the podcast, we have Kira Sullivan with us today. Hi, thank you, Shannon. I I come before you, a humble friend of the pod. Ooh, <laughs> excited to be here. You might be the first person who's ever said you're a friend of the pod. Wait, well, you have to confirm it. That's like the rite of passage. Am I a friend of the pod? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited. Kira is also a fellow TikToker. Yes. You're at at Super Kira yes. and Kira 2.0. What is yes. it? Super Kira 2.0. That's Super my Kira. backup. It's my burner. It's just the world of TikTok. Eventually, you get banned. Yeah. What was the first thing you got banned for? Do you remember? Um, Mine was a video about my pubes. Wow. Uh, to go down like that, talking about something you love and that's so important to you is really inspirational. I don't yeah. even remember. I've been. I kind of made a list of, there about there have been about like 12 videos of mine that have been flagged and about half of those have been restored. Yeah. So I really lost track of what it is because they also all ban me for completely like different stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I posted one about the Clintons and that's still under review and it's been two weeks. Oh my God. So Bill and Hillary. Confirmed. It's literally like the, <laughs> the three people in a basement working on the I'm with her campaign. <laughs> have found it and they're taking it into their own hands. 100%. I, I say that to all my friends now. Anytime they say something mean to me, I'm like, I'm reporting you to the I'm with her campaign. <laughs> it's three women in a basement. Hillary Clinton, I kind of, aren't you nostalgic for the time when it was Clinton versus Trump and she made that, what was it? Was it a vine where she's like, I'm Just chilling. Just chilling in Cedar, Cedar Rapids. Rapids. It was a vine. Yeah, it was absolutely God, I miss it. Well, today we are talking about something a little bit less political. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing an episode about 
different characters from the sitcom The Office. Ever heard of it? Ever heard of it? <laughs> if you've ever been on a dating app for more than 60 seconds, you've probably come across The Office. I'm just looking for my gym. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Has anyone told you that you look like Pam? No, no one's told me I look like Pam. Some people have told me that, and I feel like it's the ultimate, like... That's rude. Right? Uh, it's not rude, but it's like, it's the ultimate. If someone says you look like this doppelganger, I'm like, why even say that I look like a doppelganger? Because she's basically another person on the street. I get, I get three pretty consistently. Number one, obviously, first and foremost, Kay Panabaker. Yeah, that, as a child. That, Kay Panabaker as a 13-year-old girl, <laughs> I, I will admit, we do look identical. Yes. Like, I think about myself and I'm like I could unlock K Panabaker's phone with my face but but what would I do once I was inside like how will I use this power I'm trying to come up with a game plan you totally could but then the second one I get a lot is Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place and and that one and that one I'm like hey you know what maybe don't Harper wasn't like getting bitches Harper was not a baddie like Read it and weep, I'll take it. Bully from Cyberbully, yes. Not Harper. I don't yeah. like that at all. Because there are personalities. That, so anytime someone's like, Shannon, you like, look like Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm yeah. like, oh, I look like I have an egg shoved up my vagina. <laughs> yeah, you look like, mm, thanks. Yeah, you look like you have a jade egg lodged <laughs> yeah. in your asshole right now. And I do. Yeah, exactly the right. And I do. <laughs> you can judge a book by its cover. <laughs> exactly. So really, when you're selling someone's doppelganger, it's like, you, hmm, Adriana Lima also uses huge tampons so you look like yeah exactly i feel like thank you this is not a doppelganger but one time uh, speaking of tampons in middle in middle (laughs) school one of my friends turned to me we're talking about periods and she was like kira you seem like you would have a heavy flow and i was like what the fuck what a cunt oh no because i mean like what's she's what uh, the the meaning behind that is like you're chubby so you must have a heavy flow but it's also or you like, have like wide is, set hips yeah or, or it's like that has nothing to do with my flow you cunt bag like shut up i should have i but i but also the sad thing is i did have a heavy flow <laughs> and in my head i was like how did she know i was like how did she fucking know this bitch dude it is ridiculous that puberty is such a hard time puberty especially when um I used to be, not to get, I'm so sorry if I'm no, going no, on some we'll tangents, but um, I was like the star of all of my um, sports teams and then puberty hit and I got the body of like a breeder woman. <laughs> and so, okay, Wait, like a breeder woman? Yeah, like, you know, if like we were living in tribal days, I would have been like the tribe <laughs> slut. Like I would have been, like I would have been the woman like, you know, like producing babies. Like, you know, <laughs> like I, I would have been the, the tribe Oh, and I'm okay with that. But like, it turns out sports, uh, not, you can't really be good at them when you can't run anymore. And yeah. your body's like, let's make babies now. And yeah. you're like, I'm 12. Yeah. <laughs> what sport did you play? I played, I was at the star of like soccer, my basketball team. Oh, I was, okay, I was so a variety of different ones. No, I was like really great. Cause I've got good like hand-eye coordination. Yeah. And if, but it turns out when you're slower than everyone, <laughs> doesn't really matter how much hand-eye coordination you have you're not gonna be good you need that for uh swatting away all the dicks that are trying to yeah exactly exactly i'm booked and busy (laughs) so the office right yeah yeah this actually brings us to the office perfect segue for a perfect podcast so 
what was your first experience watching The Office? Because well, and first, did you watch the UK Office or only no, the American? I version? didn't watch the UK Office. Same here. So yeah. sorry to our UK fans. Sorry to Ricky Gervais. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ricky. <laughs> Which, by the way, God, I should do an episode just on him. Oh, I you feel should. Like There's so he, much. I feel like him. There's a couple of people that have tried to just like be so weird that they could dismantle Hollywood. Remember mm-hmm. when Jim Carrey was like going around with his beard, talking about the Illuminati. Yeah. Um, that was a weird time. And then it turned out he was sleeping with Ariana Grande. Interesting. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, like, Ricky Gervais, they kept hiring him for award shows, yeah, even though he was, I, like... I feel like Ricky Gervais is very much one of those guys who feels like, like, as a comedian, it's my job to, like, speak truth to power. Yes. And as someone who does comedy, I don't feel like that's my job at all. No. <laughs> I actually lie a lot of the time for comedic effect. <laughs> yeah, it's like once you get big enough to say something. Yeah, like, I'm not here to dismantle the systems. No, that... you're like, I'm here to climb up. I, I'm, yeah, I'm here system. to climb up. Yeah. Um, so when, uh, let's see, you're younger than me. Cause I remember when the office was on, my parents would be watching it and I would kind of come into the room and I was like, okay, it's like a show, whatever. <laughs> but then after I had my first nine to five job, I was encouraged to rewatch it. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I viewed it with a completely different lens. Like as a kid, I didn't understand that the show was like satire and it was yeah. talking about stereotypes in an office. And I remember watching as a kid, I was like, everyone finds Pam so hot and like am I taking crazy pills she just looks kind of average to me and then I got older and I'm like oh like that's the gag is that she's the average girl but with office goggles on she's hot you know did you see that one tweet I forget the the twitter user this is not my joke when she said Bo Burnham is so hot if we like worked in a restaurant together (laughs) because I think about that all the time it's so I was listening to the beyond the blinds uh podcast the other day Mm -hmm. and they were doing an episode on their patreon about John Mayer and they were like John Mayer he's like a guy who's never been told no and he thinks he's God's gift to woman and he mm-hmm. can ask for whatever. And they're like, sure, he's good at music, but like, he's not like an Adonis of a man. Like, he's he's just like someone hot who works at Hollister, you know? That's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Wait, what were we talking? Oh, right, Pam. We're talking anyway, about so when was the first time you watched The Office? I, the first time I was exposed to The Office was when I was a kid. And again, I, at first I didn't get it. Yeah. My friend was like, oh, me and my family watch this all the time. And I was like, I don't get it because I was like too young to understand satire and then I think they also don't have a laugh track so as a kid I was like is this a comedy or is this yeah, like a sad documentary because when I was like a, a kid and then like in middle school I was watching like How I Met Your Mother and that 70s yes, show yeah. and like all the comedies were had laugh tracks yeah. and so if you're like too young to get it it's like really weird or like I just thought it wasn't cool and then I probably rewatched it or watched it again in like high school or like eighth grade yeah and I really loved it. Yeah, it is good. It is good. Although, I will say, are you a fan of cringe humor? Like, I like it, but there are some moments where, like, I just want to crawl inside my vagina and die. And oh. I'm like, I can't handle how uncomfortable this is. I think, actually, um, with The Office especially, the first season is hard to watch. But then in... Because they were trying to model it so much after... The UK. UK. Yeah. And, like, a lot... Like, British people are totally fine being uncomfortable. That's actually how they live their life. That's actually <laughs> their safe space is living in discomfort and, like, awkwardness. Yes. So, like, if you've ever seen, like, Peep Show, it is... It's oh, hilarious. But there... I yes. just... It's almost like... It, sometimes I just can't watch it because it's so awkward. Yeah. But then I think, moving on, they had to make Michael Scott likable. And yeah. they had to make it way less awkward for, like, American audiences to connect with it. I also remember the Michael Scott character. Do you know what your Myers-Briggs personality is? Yes, I do. What is it? It's, uh, oh my god, 
ENFP. ENFP. Oh my god, I'm ENFP. Oh, wait, that, and that's Michael Scott. And so is Michael Scott. <laughs> wait, I can't believe we're the same. When I first took the quiz, I was like, who else is ENFP? And they're like, Michael Scott. I'm yeah. like, oh, son of a gun. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's get into some items that I pulled. The first thing I want to talk about is different items that like exist. These aren't blind items, but these are more like miscellaneous things about the show that exist. They're out there. They are verified. They're just little fun facts that we're going to get into. I love facts. Okay, so. Oh, also, these these are facts that I pulled from forums, and then I double-checked. Okay. So they're not, like, I trust you. fact facts. Okay. <laughs> so, apparently, the character Angela is completely different in real life than she is to her character. She's kind of, like, a socialite, the heart of the group. She, like, gets everyone together for parties. She's very, very social. And she used to be married to Toby's brother, and then they ended up getting divorced. Oh my god. I always like that when like Poor... things happen inside. <laughs> you know, like a little connection. I love when there's a divorce in, in TV show divorces. I love it. It's my favorite. Because, I mean, it makes sense. They filmed for so long, so it makes sense that people would oh, know yeah, each like, other. Oh yeah, like a decade. You know what pairing I was really surprised when Hermi- that Hermione Granger and Draco Malfoy dated? Or Emma is Watson that, Is and that Tom like Felton. confirmed? Yeah, and she was like pretty into him. But he was, I think, older than her, so it was I like thought, problematic. I, thought, I didn't know they actually dated. I know it was confirmed that she had like a huge crush on him for multiple movies. Oh, you know, I, what? I didn't Maybe know if they it dated. was just a crush. This is good that you're keeping me honest. <laughs> I'm if keeping this you was on. a solo episode, I would have been like, they were totally fucking. Yeah. Well, just because I've heard it from, I heard it from, for, the way Emma Watson has described it, uh, big Potterhead here. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm cool. Wait, what's uh, your house? What do you think my house is? Gryffindor? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm taking the Potter. Wait, quiz. sorry, I said it wrong. Gryffindor! Wait, that, was, that was insane. <laughs> I feel like you're like a Ravenclaw. Yes, but not because they're smart, because they're weird. <laughs> and nobody talks about that. No one talks about Luna that. Luna Lovegood was fucked up. She was such a little freak. She would have... Yeah. Could, could you imagine if Luna Lovegood had a TikTok? Like, the kind of weird, ethereal, no, no, e-girl she aesthetic. Does. It's crimes. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course, of course. I forgot, I forgot. Um, it's crimes. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, the way Emma Watson talks about it is like, oh, my God, I had such a crush on him, but he never liked me back. So uh, I don't know if it actually ever happened. Oh, okay. Interesting. There's, like, a cute video of the two of them on a scooter together, and they Aww. both have their accents, and she's like, I'm on the scooter. Hold on. And he's like, I've got you on the scooter. I'm oh, my like, God. They're making a scooter sound so chic. Oh, my God. British people. Right? So much to say on them. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they do live in an uncomfortable world. Okay. Some more facts about everyone. Phyllis was a secretary for the production company that was casting the show. And she was just supposed to, like, read lines with people mm-hmm. who were auditioning. But the producers liked how she delivered the lines so well that they actually cast her. That's so fun. I do have to say, when you said Phyllis was actually a secretary, I thought you were going to say sex worker oh, before my- the show. And I was like, what Wait the hell? <laughs> you actually might be psychic because get this. She was a burlesque dancer in her youth. Oh my goodness. Who would have thought? A uh, burlesque like, dancer. If you asked me out of everyone on that show, Phyllis probably would have been my last guess after yeah. that's family. After <laughs> family, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Jim and Ryan, and once we get into the blind items, we'll use the actual actors' names, but mm. Jim and Ryan went to high school together, but they weren't friends at the time. Mm. And Ryan was actually the first person cast for the show, The Office. Ryan and Kelly were a couple for a little bit in real life, and they were together for a long time, and then they broke up. Broke oh, I up. know. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, there are 
Great blinds on them. Um, and then apparently Jim asked both of them to be involved in planning his wedding to Emily Blunt. And he did that because, like, he knew that Ryan hadn't gotten over Kelly and he wanted to try to help get them back together. Wait, really? Which but, did like, happen. That's actually really adorable Isn't and lovely. Sweet? Yeah. That seems like it would be a subplot for, like, the actual show. Yeah. And the, you know what? The crazy thing is that I think at the end of the show, um, Kelly and Ryan get back together at a wedding. I think, oh. like, in the finale, the way they get back together is they run away together at a wedding. Oh, that is such a cute little So I wonder if that came before or after And the they were wedding. also both writers and had yeah. a pretty heavy hand in the script in the show, so I could see them putting that writers in Writer's room love stories. Yeah. You love to hear it. <laughs> okay, another fun fact is that, unlike his character, Dwight is from, like, a totally hippie-ish background, um, which if somebody says, you can infer that from his name, Rain. Yeah, yeah, Rain. Um, yeah, Rain so. with two N's. Classic. You know, like, are we sure that's not Gwyneth Paltrow's son? Rain. That exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what she would name her son. And then Kevin comes across as sharp in interviews. The slow idiot voice of his is just like a voice that he did for the show. Oh. Interesting. I'm glad he doesn't talk like that in real life. Could you imagine? That'd be Although, insane. didn't he have the scene where, what was it, the pot of chili? Yeah, he's he dropped. He, I've he seen a couple like Halloween costumes where they dress up as Kevin dropping the chili. That's perfect. That's fantastic. That's a great one. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into some of the dirty, dirty the little blind items. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> that was my so. Michael Jackson giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. All right. Now, before I talk about each person, I'm going to ask what your opinion of them is. And we can kind of see, like, if you get it right or if you get it wrong. Because sometimes the vibes are correct. And then other times the vibes are completely different. I feel like I've got my ear to the ground for the most part. Yeah, you feel like you've got good intuition. There's there's some... I feel like there's some people who I know are freaks. But then there's also other people, like, if you ask me, like, what's Angela's vibe? I'd be like, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because these characters are a little lesser known than mm-hmm. like the Kardashians. So let's start with uh, the big muchacho, Steve Carell. What do you think is going to be on about him? I I can't. Which, by the way, how fucking hot did he get? Oh my god! <laughs> like he season yeah. ep- the pilot episode, you're like, what is this? And then after Crazy Stupid Love, he grew that beard. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god! Like, yeah, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> he's a beautiful man. I never would have thought take this guy, put a gray beard on him, and mm. it will make him more attractive. But then it happened with him, and I yeah, was like, exactly. he's a silver fox. He, yeah, he is. He's definitely like what you could say a dilf is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I feel like I can't see. I don't, you know, this may be naive of me, I don't think he's a freak. I think he's probably, like, the way other comedians talk about him is that he's really, really funny. Like, I know Stephen Colbert was his understudy at Second City. Yes. And Stephen Colbert is like, he's amazing. So I know he's, like, really good at what he does. I don't know that much about his personal life. I feel like I'm biased because in the bloopers, he's always laughing and, like, so nice and stuff. So I can't imagine him being a freak, but... He's a male comedian, so there's a good chance he could be. He is coming on something. No, 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 I'm just kidding. Um, Uh, All right, are you ready for the reveal? Yes, please. He is famously really nice. Yay! I know! I knew it! I will tell you, like, I look up a lot of celebrities looking for dirt. The answer being, oh, they're just pretty nice. Mm -hmm. It's like a 2% chance that I ever find that with a celebrity. Mm -hmm. So there were only two blinds about him, and they weren't even, like, that crazy. So the first one was basically saying that he is a part... Did you watch The Morning Show? Yeah. 
Okay, so he's in that yeah, with yeah. Um, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. I love Reese. And apparently, um, Reese and Jennifer had to like really promote the movie, and Steve was supposed to promote it too, but he was just like not into it. He canceled all of the promo, and Ooh. he didn't want any part of it. And then there was also another blind saying he did that movie, um, Welcome to Marwin. Did you see oh. it? I just saw like trailers for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And apparently it was like a disaster and uh, he didn't want to do any promotion for it either. And they were just <laughs> saying that like his star power is like further and further in the past. And people think of him as this big star, but like when was the last time he had a hit? Yeah, I think maybe the issue is that he is like, trying more and more to move into dramatic Drama, acting like yes. beautiful boy with timothy chalamet like you could tell the way like it was promoted and the way they were emphasizing the acting like that everyone really thought that they were both going to get like best actor nominees and yeah. it just totally did not happen it's like i don't know i feel like sometimes you hype an actor actress up like i was thinking about this the other day with zendaya or mm-hmm. is it zendaya or zendaya I call her Zendaya, but it might be Zendaya. Okay. I really don't know. We'll go with Daya. Okay, yeah. Z- Zendaya. Um, and I was like, oh my god, like, what What an incredible actress. And then I was like, you know what, I saw Dune. She didn't really do anything in it. I mean, yeah, granted, she... part two is going to be bigger. But then I was like, do I just think that? Because everyone tells me that, and I know she's so much classier than Bella Thorne, and I'm obsessed <laughs> with her red carpet looks. Yeah, I love her looks. And then I was like, everyone says that she's this incredible actress, but like, I don't know if I've seen like a phenomenal performance. I haven't seen Euphoria. That, I haven't seen Euphoria either. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is, I think everyone, maybe that's where it comes. from. I think from. everyone who says that like Zendaya is an amazing actress has seen Euphoria. Yeah. And I think that's the difference. Okay, that would make sense. But I feel like there are some people that Hollywood pushes as like oh, absolutely. this Timothy Chalamet. Florence Pugh, Pugh. Florence Pugh, yeah, <laughs> Florence yeah. Pugh. Um, and I, Steve Carell, like, if he's in a movie, he's gonna be one of the leads in the movie, but I think his last good movie was Crazy Stupid Love, which I did love that movie. It's a great movie with Ryan Gosling. Such a good movie. I, I will say this about Timothy Chalamet, mm-hmm. is that I think more than the fact that he's a good actor is... I went to went to film school. Sorry. Oh, yeah, um, wait. We have a resident yeah. uh, informant here. Yeah, yours, and um, the... They oh my t- god, I remember you told me this about him yeah, the first yeah. time we met. Yeah. yeah, they talk about a lot, like, in film school, how there's some people who are really good, like, if they try out in person, they're really good, and they get out, and then you see them on camera, and they're not so good, but, but there's other people who are good actors, but for some reason, their face is just electric on camera, Yeah. and when I was watching Dune, I saw it in IMAX, yes. he really has that thing, where he... Like, he was standing next to Oscar Isaac, and he makes Oscar Isaac look plain. Yes. Like, he made Army Hammer look plain. Like, there's yes. just something about, like, acting aside, his face that is just, like, he is lightning powerful. on camera. Yeah. I that... saw Dune, and my friend Bridget and I, we took CBD gummies. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Turns out, wasn't CBD in them. And we were there, and I actually almost thought I had to leave at one point because I thought I was having a panic attack. Oh, no. That movie did change my life. I was like, <laughs> I was transported to another dimension. It was so wonderful. we're completely zooted. And Bridget's type is like Jason Momoa, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. She would be more into Joe Rogan than Timothy Shaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But she walked away from the movie and she's like, I'm so confused with myself because, like, like I'm thinking about Timothy Chalamet and like, am I attracted to him? And I was like, you can't not be like, his, look at him. Yeah, it's like his, especially in Call Me by Your Name. Like, Army Hammer in real life is probably. I mean, he's a freak. We won't even get into that. But just yeah. talking about looks, like he, 
like looks like an Adonis. He looks yeah. like a Greek god. Yeah. But when he stands next to Timmy, he just looks so plain. He looks like a piece of. And toast. I think I think that's the thing is that. Timothy doesn't like necessarily make people look unattractive, but he makes them look plain. Yes. And you kind of have to have a really like striking face like Saoirse Ronan mm. to look like not plain standing yes. next to Timothy. This is, I agree with everything you're saying. I've never <laughs> thought about it this way, but yeah, which is interesting because when he was in Little Woman, Florence Pugh, Pugh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she Pugh. has a very, very round, almost like mm-hmm. cherub-like face, which mm-hmm. is very different than his, but it is also striking yeah. in its own way. It's just the d- opposite side of the spectrum. Exactly. Okay. So You've given me lots to think about. <laughs> sorry, back to the office. Yeah. I'm so sorry about okay. that tangent. But, and now I'm like distracted and horny. Yeah, and now we're just talking about Timmy. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy. Okay. So Steve Carell, we love him. Nothing bad about I'm him. I'm really happy. I feel like you can tell the way other comedians talk about him. Yeah. That he's just beloved by everyone. Yeah. That's interesting. Now I'm trying to think like how do other comedians talk about like Louis C.K.? Not as beloved. Yeah. Like you can just tell. I feel like. I watch a lot of videos where comedians are talking about their friendships with other comedians. Yeah. And, like, Steve Carell is one of those people where if you bring him up, just everyone's just, like, gushes about yes. him, you know? Yeah. He's, he's, like, a true talent. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so up next, we're going to talk about Jim, a.k.a. John Krasinski. John Krasinski. What are your thoughts on him, and what do you think, what blind items are going to come up? I think We this... know he's married to Emily Blunt. We do know that. Mm-hmm. We know that for sure. I think, um, I don't know, I feel like a, a lot of it is just that the culture around, like, what we find endearing has changed so much. Yeah. And at first, his kind you of, like... Are, you are spitting out some psychological... And maybe it's the wine that I've had, but I'm sitting here, I'm like, I, I'm really on... I'm, I did have a vodka shot before we did this. So. Yeah, no, but it's it's working. Um, I feel like I'm talking to an intellectual. No, but in the sense of, like... Um, like, I just think about the way, you know, like, during the pandemic, like, he would do with his, like, kids, like, the, like, updates on what's, what good is happening in the world, you Can know? Can we talk <laughs> about the something, or some good news show? Yeah, yeah. First of all, I had that idea as a kid. <laughs> I remember it was sometime <laughs> after 9-11. <laughs> <laughs> And Shannon thought, Shannon thought, I need to heal America. I can bring people together. I need to heal this wound. <laughs> the towers went down, but my brainstorming went up. <laughs> uh, the world wasn't the only thing that changed on 9-11. Shannon did as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. A plane went over the buildings and a light bulb over my head. <laughs> I had to, to, like, lean back from the mic because I was, like, laughing so hard. That wasn't the only thing that flew over the heads. To anyone who knows anyone. I'm so sorry. Uh, This is our formal to those who perished. Um, But I will say, like, I remember, you know, the the news was on the entire time in our house. And we lived in Jersey, so, like, we knew people who were affected by it. We could see the smoke from our house. It was pretty crazy. Greatest state in the Union. (laughs) Armpit of the country. Um, Anyway, and, you know... The news just kind of had a habit of staying on a little bit after that. And I remember in the morning I would watch it and I was like, hurricanes and horrible things. I was like, they don't talk about anything good. And Mm -hmm. you know that there's good stuff happening. Like, why isn't there a part of the news that talks about, you know, something that a Girl Scout did or money that was raised or things like Mm -hmm. that. So I basically had the idea and then John (laughs) stole it. Oh, okay. John, uh... You can ask for Shannon's Venmo. We'll put it at the end, and you Shannon can give her what she deserves. Dash McNamara. So anyway, <laughs> um, but then here's the thing: 
I had the idea as a kid, and I was like, this would be amazing. And then John did it, and I was like, it's actually not that good of an idea. So, so yeah, <laughs> what I was going to say is that I think um, in, uh, I think the culture has changed in the terms of um, what we used to find as, like, really pure kind of, like, golden retriever personalities. Yeah. I think this is post-Trump, but also very much post-Bill Cosby, post-Ellen DeGeneres. Mm. Like, all of we kind of find out more and more that like the purest, nicest personalities are often the worst. Yes. And Which is so, why I think Tom Hanks has some creepy shit about <laughs> well, him. But. And I'm not saying that John Krasinski falls into that, but I do think that the opinion of John Krasinski has probably changed yeah. in terms of people don't really trust people who seem too well, pure even, or nice thing, like, anymore. His stereotype on The Office was... Oh, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah, good guy Jim. Like but then, yeah. good guy turns into the nice guy stereotype. Exactly. And now you don't really trust a good guy or a nice guy. Yeah, and I just think like our culture in general, like just the very much Ellen DeGeneres effect of like, it feels like if someone makes their brand off of being nice, people don't really trust that anymore. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if or that's also him. being relatable too. Like yeah. I find it very interesting. Yeah, the Jennifer you know, Lawrence. Jennifer effect. Lawrence. And also almost even Ryan Reynolds, it's like you get into this pendulum swing where it's like, oh you're funny, you're relatable and then or Chrissy Teigen and then it goes too far and it's like stop trying to be relatable. Yeah, you exactly. Know? Uh, yeah, Ryan so, Reynolds so and Chrissy Teigen as thoughts well. Thoughts on a what what kind of blind items do you think we're going to hear about John Krasinski? I'm interested if, and if like, any come up with about him doing, what's that, like, CIA show he does? Oh, my God. Uh, private, wait, John Ryan? John Ryan or something yeah. like that. I think a lot of people are mad at him for what they see as uh, American propaganda through that show. Oh, my God. Inter- there wasn't anything about that really? on here, but I'm, that's something to dig into. That's, that's something on Twitter. You gotta dive okay. in. Wait, I want to hear what the blind items are, though. Okay, so I kind of broke it down into different sections. Excuse me. Okay, so the first section are blind items about his Some Good News TV show. So we know that he started it during COVID. It was going on. Everyone hyped the fuck out of it. It was like the minute Tiger King ended, we needed something to grasp onto. And everyone was like, did this show actually save my life and cure the pandemic? And it's like, it's just a show. It's just a show. This kid sent my kids to, like, this This show sent my kids to college. And people were in such a dark place. They were like, yeah. this show is my life raft. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. holy God. It's like, Jesus Christ. Find something to live like, for. Showing up, he was, like, just holding up his, like, kids' drawings. <laughs> and they were like, if John Krasinski ever stops this, I'm ending it all. It was crazy. Like, I bet those those kids were working nine to five. Like, they probably were in a sweatshop just, like, drawing stuff. They are like, Dad, I don't want to draw a picture like, today. He's like, like well. those poor children. <laughs> Yeah. So so then everyone was like, oh my god, he's gonna keep it going. And he sold it to someone and just oh, like what? hasn't touched it since. So one of the blinds says, um, blah blah blah, I'm just gonna like take out the riddle parts because we know who it's about. So after he sold it, he was asked if he would donate all the money he made from the sale, and he said absolutely not. <laughs> and then we have another blind saying that uh Blah, blah, blah. John Krasinski can spin and spin. But the fact is he convinced people he was in it for the good, but he was actually in it for the money. So oh apparently God. he was just doing this for a quick little ka-ching. That is interesting. Now, we also have a blind. I thought this was really funny. This B-list television actor on a huge NBC hit had his mom fire his agent because he was too scared to do it on his own. <laughs> 
How embarrassing. That is so... that I would not have expected that from him. <laughs> right? Yeah. I would think he's like a big... Well, I was just going to say he's a big boy. Keyword boy. He yeah. He does give off boy, boyish Boyish energy. charm. Yeah. Boyish charm. It's, okay. So... Onto some bad news. This oh, wouldn't make it on his show. Not some good news. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's about his marriage. The kids drawing are like, mommy and daddy fighting in <laughs> Cram. It's like, yeah, this is uh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> this is mommy and daddy yelling. Macaroni art of divorce papers. Yeah, it's like a huge sculpture of like Emily Blunt smashing a plate in macaroni. <laughs> Some good news. This is my daughter's abstract design. That's mom. No, it's an abstract design. Some good news. I might be getting custody. (laughs) Some good news. I've won the court system. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so they've been together, married, and with two children Mm. um, for a pretty long time. I feel like they're deemed as kind of one of, like, the unproblematic couples in Hollywood. Absolutely. So... One of them is cheating on the other, and it might surprise you that it is Emily Blunt. Emily Blunt. Slinking around the streets of Hollywood. With whom? There's a couple whoms. Sorry, sorry. Who's, whoms? (laughs) There's a couple of them. So, number one says, um, blah, 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 this foreign born. So, Emily Blunt, who is married to John Krasinski, spent much of the weekend drinking and curled up in the arms of this married, very good looking, also foreign born B plus movie actor. He oh. has an open marriage. Her? And that is Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh my God. Actually, I totally see that. I see that because I remember I was very mad at Ewan when he like divorced his longtime wife for a the, oh, yeah. Also, I should say a lot of these blinds are like not recent because yeah, the yeah. office was like it's office. Yeah. But yeah, I remember it was like a big thing how Ewan um, divorced. He like cheated on his like wife of mm. like twenty years with his younger co-star, and then uh, Ewan's like daughter commented on like a photo of her and was like, "This is the slut that broke up my, my parents' marriage." She like she posted something like that. It wasn't it wasn't as extreme as that, but it was very much something like her defending her mom and like not liking the co-star so i could see them having an open marriage don't you love messy kids which by the way this goes back to my tom hanks theory Mm -hmm. i was talking on instagram about how i think tom hanks is a baddie i'll get into that that'll be a whole (laughs) podcast episode one day i think america like the system of democracy and government we have hinges on the fact that tom hanks is a good person and i think if i don't think we're ready for that truth we yeah we thought we saw something with covid if the news came out about tom hanks but somebody slid in and they were like i think something that backs your point up is his crazy son chet and they're like if you know if he was a good guy i don't think his son would have turned out so messed up and i was like Ooh, another feather in my cap. Oh my god, but it's also, it's so, oh my god, children of celebrities are so, they're just like a different breed They're born without a chance in life, you know? That's so true, yeah. Except, um, Reese Witherspoon's daughter seems, like, really sweet. Yeah, I I also, I have to say, I, in terms of someone who is my idol, my passion, my inspiration, my everything, Reese Witherspoon, I love her to pieces. I will never say anything against her. I I tweeted at her once. She tweeted back at me. I feel like we're best friends. Oh my god, what did you tweet? What did she tweet? Um, I wrote, freshman year of college, I wrote, like, a really long essay about how, um, Legally Blonde was the perfect postmodern feminist movie. (gasps) And then I tweeted at 
like Reese Witherspoon being like, oh yeah, I wrote this thing. And then she replied, it's an A from me, Kira, kissy face. Oh and I, my God. I, I printed out the tweet and I put it on my essay so that when I handed it to my teacher, I was like, by the way, you cannot give me less than an A on this because Reese Witherspoon said I was right. Goodbye. Oh my God. That is so sweet. I love when slubs do that. Also, I just think she is, um, I feel like people don't realize how much of a badass she is in terms of like, she was an actress and she reads so many books and her husband was like you read so many books like you should just like get the rights to these and so she basically just started like buying the rights to like all these books she was reading like uh like the movie she did wild i think big little lies is also one of those like she yeah she just like started her own production company and she's just like a machine who's like churning out stuff you're changing my view on her because i think i had a view of her in my head because she always plays the same yeah yeah type of character exactly so you know you see enough of someone playing that type of character and you kind of think that's who they are but this is interesting. I might become a, a Reese a Reese head. What's, yeah, what's I don't know. We don't have a, a Witherstand. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel a little bit alone in this in this because I think she's Fan one of people who like one. I think people like her, but they don't love her. Yeah, the way not the way I do. Yeah, but it's probably good because as a celebrity, you probably don't want to be. And also, loved. like as a celebrity, the fact that like. I think there was only ever one scandal about her, and it was, like, her yelling at a cop. And yes, I was like, but wasn't was like, there some sort of, like, DUI involved? N- n- I mean, like, I don't think it was a DUI. Okay. I think it was her... Oh, she was yelling, and she was in her pajamas, yeah. and, like, she got pulled over or something. But I was like... But it wasn't oh, even... I'm sorry, her. is Reese Witherspoon yelling at a cop supposed to make me dislike her? Yeah. Because that just makes me like her more. She's just more... Spit in his She's mouth. my hero. <laughs> it's like when, um... You know when all those that stuff was coming out about apparently like Meghan Markle bullying people in the palace? I was like, this makes me like her more. Exactly. She's bullying the monarchy? Hell yes. Also like hi- hierarchy. Bully your servant. Yeah. Okay? That's what you're <laughs> supposed to do. Yeah, That's what they're there like, for. Who cares? They work for the monarchy. Yeah, like exactly. shut up and take it. The more time you spend bullying them, the less time they can hang out with Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. So yeah, you know, exactly. keep them busy. No, exactly. I was like, hell yeah. Meghan Markle, do what needs to be done. Yeah. I'm Irish. This is reparations. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's an undercover Irish. Agent. Exactly. Um, okay, so that was just one of the people that Emily Blunt allegedly, by the way, everything here is allegedly for entertainment allegedly. purposes only, but it is real. Anyway, um, we have another blind about how Emily Blunt is married to John Krasinski, but the flirting with her foreign-born married co-star has hit record levels, and that was Jamie Dornan. (gasps) Jamie Dornan. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. We also have another one. Oh, my God. Are you ready? Emily Blunt. She is getting around town. (laughs) So, um... Emily Blunt, you little slut. Emily Blunt. Huge skank. Huge skank. (laughs) So a few years ago, Emily Blunt um, was about to get married to John Krasinski. She ended up getting married, but not before she spent two nights with Ryan Gosling, who had not quite reached the A-plus list peak that he is at now. And I looked it up, and I think, like, they got married in 2008, and then Ryan Gosling got married in 2011. Mm -hmm. So allegedly she was engaged but sleeping with Ryan Gosling before the wedding. What does John Krasinski think of all this? Like, what? He probably just thinks he's lucky because she's a much bigger name than he is, you know? I don't know. It's just very interesting because normally you hear of the bigger male star getting with a smaller female star, and they just kind of have to sit there and get cheated on. But also I feel like I think Emily Blunt is a bigger name, but I don't know anyone who's, like, an Emily Blunt stan. Like, oh, uh, no. Like, She's, I confuse her with Amy Adams. Yeah, with, like, like, everyone. Yeah. I confuse her with, um, 
Olivia Wilde. I used to confuse them yes. all the time. Yeah. Um, Not anymore. And Jessica Biel. Harry Styles. Thing. Whereas, like, I feel like a lot of people are John Krasinski stands. You mm-hmm. know. He also has a very recognizable face. Yeah. Despite the fact that it's a very normal face. Yeah. But hers kind of blends in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you confuse her with so many people. Um, okay. Wow, that's actually shocking. There is more. Oh, my God. Okay. So, this, uh, I'm just going to sub in the riddles for the actual name. So, Emily Blunt and uh, John Krasinski are having some issues after they ran into one of her exes at a wedding. The thing is, this ex has been on with her since the couple got married. And that is Emily Blunt and John Krasinski running into Matt Damon at George Clooney's wedding. Oh, my God. Emily Blunt is... I mean, like, these are all hotties. Like, these are yeah, all These tens. are all well-to-do so, hotties. So, like, good for her. But also, Jesus Christ, John. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, how do you show your face in, like, maybe, like, in the Oscars? Oh, my God. Maybe he's got, like, a kink for it. Oh, yeah. What maybe he's into it, right? Because I don't, I don't like to use the term, like, cuckold uh, much. But, like, how does... I feel like people like him. People respect him. Maybe he is. Maybe it is, like, an open marriage that he's, like, into it. Maybe. But he can't say anything because, like, that would wreck his nice guy persona. Yeah, exactly. But then it's weird that you don't hear about him sleeping around with anyone. Yeah, although I think, like, cucking is you just want to watch your, yeah, you just your significant <laughs> other get yeah. fucked, right? So. I think the fact that it's with, that this is, like, a thing with so many different people is kind of... Number one, you see a big trend of, yes. like, foreign-born, like... It's, like, her, like, sleeping with, like, British or, like, Irish men. Yeah. Other foreign-born actors. Keep Killian Murphy away from her. I don't <laughs> think he would. He? I don't think he would. I no, trust I don't him think a lot. So. I love him. Okay, so hot. There, okay, so let's see. This was interesting. So, basically, Emily Blunt was overheard... Or, sorry. Sarah Jessica Parker, who's married to Matthew Broderick, was overheard saying, quote, I have not slept in the same bedroom as my husband for years. And then it was overheard that Emily Blunt replied to her, I wish for that every day, but he keeps figuring out how to unlock my bedroom door. And that was Emily oh talking about John Krasinski. Oh my god! Right? Before this, I would have thought, like, they're the perfect cute little couple. And now I'm like, Emily Blunt's a savage. Oh my god, Emily Blunt, like, not only, like, sleep with other people, but also being like, fuck my husband. He, his right? dick game is weak. I don't want it at all. Like, holy <laughs> shit. She's a savage. Dude. I might be an Emily Blunt stand. Oh, no. Meghan Markle, Emily like, Blunt, Markle, together I they love, could take I the love world. bitches. I, yes. love, I love bitches. Men love bitches. Yeah, literally. We so love do bitches. Exactly. Um, That's crazy. So then, apparently, um, blah, 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 they were having a lot of problems in their marriage, probably because she is slamming Yeah, I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> And then it says, after that, they pulled together, but they had a miscarriage, and they had told friends that they were planning to have a baby, and oh. they were preparing to have a tabloid cover, and then they lost the baby. But then, after that happened, it brought them closer together than they ever were, and then the cheating blinds stopped. Oh, wow. Which is interesting. Well, I hope they work it out. I hope they've come to some sort of understanding. Yeah, about right? That. Also, I mean, there's only so many people you can fuck in Hollywood yeah, until you without, run out. So. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Also, like, the fact that also I think all of the people she's been, like, the blind Adams have said she's been sleeping with are married. Yes. It's interesting. Do you know who apparently um, has a thing for, like, married men is, like, Lily James? I've also heard Olivia Munn. Or no, recently divorced. <laughs> Olivia Munn? Olivia Munn. Olo- yeah, surprising. <laughs> surprising. Shocker, shocker. Wait, who did you say? Lily James? 
Yeah, is that her name? I it's the one who's, you know, the girl who played Cinderella in the Cinderella movie? Oh, yes. I've also heard she's not nice. I've heard the same exact thing about her, actually, which is interesting, because I remember having to Google images her after mm-hmm. reading the blind items, and it's the same, like, high cheekbone, kind of Hailey Bieber-like face, but a little <laughs> yeah. bit different. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, Olivia Munn. Here's my thing about Olivia Munn, and I'll just say this once. Please. I, do I relate to, you know, I saw a tweet about this, and so this is not my original idea, please don't take this from me, but, like, do I relate to letting a a neurotic male comedian raw dog you only to get jilted. Yeah, yeah, I relate to that, okay? I kind of feel for her. But you should know going in, it's not going to work out. Like, I'm 21, I know that. You let him sire a seed inside of you, and you thought it was going to work out. He's a male comedian. But can we talk about how his brand is so strong that even after the fact that he was very obviously cheating on his wife, got together with Olivia Munn, got her pregnant, left, people are still like oh, well, it must have been someone else, or, like, I like him so much. I'm like, just because he can wear a suit on stage and talk like he studied debate growing up doesn't mean that he's a nice guy. Like, his actions are literally proving different, and you have actually never met him before in your fucking life, but you're like, "Mm, I'm sure he's a good guy underneath it all. And it's like, what? As someone who... I have a couple things about this. Number one is people... A lot of people who are like, you can't be mad at John Mulaney, it's your parasocial relationship. It's just like, look, like... Not even about, like, the the wife, but he literally described himself as someone who you could pour soup in their lap and they would apologize to you. Mm. And impregnating your mistress is not something that someone who would apologize if you poured soup into their lap yeah. would do. Yeah. And also... His, well, yeah, his comedy bits can you believe <laughs> it. They might be bits. As um, <clears throat> a woman in comedy... <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say that a lot of times male comedians have this really like toxic syndrome where a lot of them were not cute in high school. Girls, I know, I know girl, exactly what you're going to say. Yeah. Please continue saying it. Just know that I'm already yeah. on board. And girls did not like them in high school. Yeah. And then when they got older, like in college and they started being, you know, funny and they kind of like glowed up because that's what men do, mm-hmm. you know, um, they still have this kind of weird chip on their shoulder where they think like in their heads they are still the weird guy that no girls like and i think sometimes they resent women for like not liking them in their youth They're and like insults who yeah got yeah who got yeah and it's exactly the thing of like um and i, I don't want to compare this to like john mulaney at all but the way like Sarah Silverman was talking about Louis C.K. was like in his head he just thought he was like a weirdo like this small little comedian guy who was like doing weird stuff he didn't realize like oh no you actually had power over these women like they don't get out of that state I think it's one of those things of like if you kind of come up with this mentality of like your relation to women in your youth it's very hard to break out of that and realize you actually have the power over women now Um, well it's I think you see it with a lot of celebrities and the way that you were treated in high school, it really does affect you. I, yeah. I think of that even with Taylor Swift, right? This whole idea of yeah. the girl squad and, like, she didn't have friends. And so many people are, like, she's playing the victim card. And I even wrote a blog post being, like, Taylor Swift needs to stop pretending to be the victim when mm-hmm. she's literally on top. But the thing is, she probably does see herself as still the uncool person yeah. at number one. And I don't know how you feel, but, like, even me with, like, very minor TikTok success, I'll, I will read some of these, like, fantastic dms or like podcast reviews and i'm like oh are they just like saying this and being sarcastic there's no way anyone actually likes my stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like 
fucked up and weird, but the way you were treated in high school, it does kind of leave you with doubting yourself in one category of your life based Mm -hmm. on what you couldn't really succeed in back then. Yeah, high school and college. Like, for me, like, my high school experience was very, like, normal, but when I went to college, like, I went to NYU film school, and I was just surrounded by, like, so many, like, cool art kids, and I am so, like, fundamentally lame compared to them, (laughs) and so, like, now, even when, like, I'm, like, meeting people, and this is, like, less so in comedy, but just, like, in general, like, I do feel very comfortable with myself, and I feel like when I stopped trying to be cool was when I I became cool. Yeah. Um, but it's still, I, un, I completely understand what Taylor Swift says about how, like, you still don't feel like the cool kid, because if you went through a period of your life where you were like, oh my god, I am so uncool to these people, it's so hard to break out of that. And furthermore, too, I see that with celebrities who were kind of like the um, quote-unquote ugly duckling of the family, yeah. like Khloe Kardashian of the Kardashians or Kylie mm-hmm. Jenner of the Jenners or Bella Hadid. Yeah. They are the ones who were growing up, like everyone said they were the ugly sister, and now they're the ones who have the most plastic surgery, who have completely changed who they are, and you can just tell, like, the things people say to you when you're in those, like, developmental years, it really sticks with you, and it's really hard to get rid of. Yeah. Like, the way Taylor Swift is still so sensitive to people talking about her dating history. Yeah. Where, like, there was... Uh, do you listen to Lost Culturistas at all? There's no. a podcast with Bo and Yang. Oh, it's so good. Oh, anyone, you, anyone, you should listen to that podcast. Um, Wait, what's it called? Lost? Lost Culturistas. Okay. They talk about how there was, like, a, like a one-off joke in that, like, weird... Uh, Netflix TV show like Ginny and Georgia or something. Oh my god! It was like, wow, you go through this. more men than Taylor Swift, and she and Taylor Swift out. like tweeted about it and like freaked out, and, and everyone was like, Taylor, like you don't need to do this. Like it's uh, like a joke. You're and, punching like, a, down. Like if they're you referencing are you, punching they're punching down. Up. But yeah. you can tell she it really upsets her, and like yeah. it is triggering for her. Which is part of the reason why I mean, you know me, I think Taylor Swift is. I'm not going to say gay, but I think that she prefers dating women and good with friends. <laughs> yeah. But part of me thinks that's the reason why she's with Joe Alwyn because she's like, you know what? Fine. Like if I'm going to be doing my own things in secret, I guess publicly I'll have dated one guy for the last five years, so mm-hmm. then that way that can be like a chip for me to play the next time somebody's like, but Taylor Swift dated someone, then anyone can be like, she's dated the same person for the last five years. Yeah, exactly. But then it gets embarrassing because it's like, why hasn't he proposed? (laughs) (laughs) Where's the rock, Taylor? Where's the rock? (laughs) Especially with all of those songs on your album being like, I'd marry you with paper rings because you're my lover. I love, I love that because it's literally just like, a girlfriend nagging to her boyfriend like so when are we getting married when are you proposing but she puts it in song form for everyone to hear it could be with paper rings it could be after new year's day it could be when we take down the christmas lights in january it could also be with a like 24 karat diamond uh, that i picked out and if you go to the store with me right now i can show you joe so get it together (laughs) she releases a bonus track and it's just her going Tiffany's, 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 Tiffany's. Tiffany's, Tiffany's. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Can I go to the bathroom really quickly? Yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. Don't worry. What were we talking about? John Krasinski? We were, <laughs> we're supposed to be talking The Office and John Krasinski. And we kind of got off topic, but it was yeah. a good off topic. We get into um, great off topics. Okay, up next we have Pam, aka Jenna Fisher. Pam. 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 What do you think I'm going to say about her? What Like, what's your vibe on her? I have no vibe on her crazy you want to know what vibe she gives me what she's perpetually standing next to timothy chalamet yes sadly enough plain yeah yeah and i think she's probably typecast in that because yes 
I don't really know what else she would play. I feel like, oh my God, she was in a movie once. There was this movie, Owen Wilson was in it. She was in it. I think they actually were married. And that hot girl who was in Wedding Crashers, Mm -hmm. she was in it too. The movie is called... Hila Fisher? Yes. Yeah. And the movie is called Hall Pass. And it's basically about a bunch of guys who like keep like going out with their wife to coffee but like they're kind of ogling the tits of like the barista oh so she plays like the cuckold wife <laughs> well she plays the wife where they're like these our husbands think that they can do so much better than us let's give them the hall pass for the weekend and oh. they both give it to each other and of course it turns out you know even though the women are in their 40s all like these they guys do. are hitting on them yeah, yeah. and the guys can't get i'm actually definitely gonna watch that tonight that sounds it's, great it's a perfectly campy movie have you seen the blind items about owen wilson there is some interesting... Like, oh, how he keeps getting women pregnant? And, yeah, <laughs> and then not meeting his children. Yeah. He is an interesting... You gotta do, like, an episode about him sometime. I did I did a video on him, and yeah. he's, yeah, he's basically, like, allergic to condoms. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally hilarious. My friend and I were saying the other day, like, any man in Hollywood, vasectomies are reversible. Like, yeah. why would you not get a... The fact that Drake has any children is, like, so beyond me. It's like, you don't have to have a child. You don't have you to don't have a bastard to. child. Yeah. If you don't want to don't technology yeah (laughs) anyway um okay so jenna fisher these lines are pretty interesting let me just make the screen a little bit bigger um they were basically saying that she was supposed to be in a movie with matt leblanc is that how you say yeah the guy from joey from friends joey yes and the new show was gonna be man with a plan and apparently he asked for her to be on she was she was getting ready to on they were filming and she wouldn't sleep with him, so he ended up getting her booted off the show and casting an unknown teen actress to be his love interest instead. Yeah. Well, that, sorry, that, sorry, gentle viewers, that or gentle listeners, that was the sound of me vomiting. That's gross. Ew. So anyway, and there were a bunch of lines on a bunch of different web- websites about her not sleeping with him, which I oh my god, good job, Pam. Very good job, Jenna. There was also another blind saying. Um, so Ben Stiller was married to someone named Christine Taylor. I don't really know who yeah. she is. Anyway, um, it says she's a B-list actress wife. And apparently there was some strife in their marriage. It says the final straw in the split between Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor was that the wife found out he was hitting on Jenna Fisher, who was co-starring in his movie. She's I... got that, like, girl-next-door charm. Yeah, it's just, like, so interesting how these men are, like, constantly hitting on her. And you know what? Part of me wonders, like... If Megan Fox was starring with you, you probably wouldn't hit on her. Part of me is like, are they hitting with her on her because they think she's gonna be like, oh my god, I'm I'm not worthy. Of course I'll sleep with you. Yeah, and then yeah. she goes no, and they get like enraged. Yeah, that's crazy. And also, what I will say is that, like, I'm someone who like I think I'm pretty, but if you put me like on camera, I would probably be like less attractive to Jenna Fisher. Like she probably <laughs> is very pretty and yes. like very very pretty in real life. Yeah. Like just like we're used to seeing Leonardo DiCaprio on screen. Oh, and well, also seeing... just in general, like, everyone's such a critic. I remember the first time, did you ever do this? The first time you go on TikTok <laughs> and people are making, like, thirst trappy videos, and I'm like, I'll try one of those. <laughs> you film it once by yourself, and, and you're, you're like, no, I never need mind. to set this phone and also myself on fire. No one can ever see what I've yeah, done. Yeah, I, I posted one and someone was like, oh, so happy to see my body type. And I was like, I'm going to delete this now. 
<laughs> or when someone goes, I love your confidence. It's like, like oh, fuck oh. off. It's like I so hate you. Horrible. Literally, this is humiliating. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, so that now when I see really hot people online, I'm like, you just are really hot because there's no movie magic. There's no movie if magic. If there was, then I could do it to myself. I also, I have like a eternal chip on my shoulder of the fact that like, I'm not that person who can just like literally stand in front of a camera wearing a tote bag with a like playing a song and then everyone's like you're so ethereal oh like, you mean dakota johnson yeah just like yeah just like fucking anyone like that who can like literally just like stand in the front of the room and everyone's like you're the type of girl who would like make me move across the country and yeah. i'm just like i want to suck a fart out of your ass. Yeah, exactly <laughs> actually i was i was um watching like the buzzfeed thirst tweets um oh, the other I day and i was like the reason you can't do this to female celebrities is like all the male celebrities are like I'd let James McAvoy like split me in half or like he's so beautiful his accent is so sexy whereas like if you did that with a like female celebrity it would be like I'm gonna strangle her and then go on her face like it's so violent and awful like like I'm gonna split her like it's just awful like, like Christina Applegate I actually want to sodomize her yeah literally <laughs> it'd be like I'm gonna make I'm gonna bury her it's like Jesus Christ like, that's so violent and awful. I'm going to put Taylor Swift through the Salem witch trials. I'm going to put her into a coma. It's like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, oh my God. But yeah, it's funny when you do it to a man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's honestly, they're like 13-year-old girls being like, I'd let James McAvoy spit in my mouth. Exactly. But like, from females, it's like 30-year-old men being like, I want to kill this woman. And it's also 13-year-old saying this about Chris Evans, and then it's like a 40-year-old saying it about like Olivia Rodrigo. And you're like, Yeah, it's, okay. it's a different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Um, <laughs> this <one? laughs> Weird tangent. This one was kind of random, but I got a kick out of it. Um, what wife slash mom and former office actress went a little crazy with a male stripper at a party recently? Really went crazy. As in, would not stop reaching inside his Speedo and playing with his Frank and Beans. <laughs> now, Jenna I, don't, Jenna Fisher, I don't know if it's true, but I had to include it because Frank and Beans have been and around beans. this world for many you know, yeah. travels around the sun, but yeah, exactly. I haven't heard Frank and Beans. No, I've, I've heard Twig and Berries, haven't heard Frank and Beans. <laughs> this be like a German thing. Frank and Beans. Okay, and then we had, I was waiting for something like this. When the movie came out that this female comedian was in, she was still in a relationship, but it was on its downhill spiral. She was secretly involved with her co-star from her TV show. Now she and her co-star have significant others, but meet, met up for one final fling last summer. Her then-husband thought she was sleeping with someone from her movie, he never suspected a relationship that mimicked her TV characters, and that's her sleeping with John Krasinski. She slept with John Krasinski? Yeah. I actually totally see that, because there was, like, this one quote where she was like, you know, me and John will always love each other, because there's a little part of us that, like, I, there's a part of me that is Pam, and there's a part of him that is Jim. The part but, of me is my vagina. Yeah, and the, the part, part of me, and the part of us is our dick and our vagina. And but the rest of our body parts are very different. Exactly. But then she's like, but we're not like that in real life. But I totally, I mean, their chemistry is insane. It's really good. You can't fake that. I don't, yeah, you can't, I honestly don't know how, like, like, you, that's why so many, like, co-stars date. is like, if you have chemistry with someone and then, like, you have to, like, you're kiss them. Asked, you uh, you're being asked to, like, kiss them and be in love with them on screen. How do you not fuck each other? Oh, Timothy Chalamet 
didn't even look at me. Yeah. But I saw Dune and I went, I think there's something between us. Yeah, no, there's something there. There's something there. <laughs> so you think I have a chance? Yeah, I think so. No, I think I have a chance. Oh. Um, sorry, I think actually yeah, I've met him in real life. Wait, really? Yeah, he was lovely. Oh my god, what was he like? I okay. hear he's pretty tall, right? Yeah, he is pretty tall. It was um um it was when he was not that famous, Call Me By Your Name had just come out, so he was kind of like the indie darling of like NYU film. Yeah. Like anyone who's into film like really liked him, had a crush on him. And we went to a screening and there was a QA afterwards and he was there. And then um we were like one of the first people to leave the theater and he was just waiting outside, like waiting to talk to people and like say hi. And um he was so nice and like so lovely. He like he would like laugh at our jokes, he made a lot. But I think kind of the really charming thing about him that it's kind of similar to like why people liked the Beatles is because you can tell he like enjoys being famous yeah. still at this point. Like he really enjoys like talking to people and like meeting fans and like, and he's definitely an artiste. Like yeah. Selena Gomez, when people are like, she's an actress. I'm like, <laughs> does she want to even be around? You know, I don't know. like does. let her live, let yeah. her rest. But like, he like he could have just gone but he like stayed outside the theater because he wanted to like talk to people about the movie and um it was so funny because i went up to him in my head i was like in my head i was like your movie like broke me in half and put me back together and i just went up to him and i was like i loved your movie (laughs) and he was like oh thank you so much like he was such a ramadama doodah yeah yeah (laughs) and um I remember, like, one of my friends was like, oh, like, why'd you drop out of NYU? And he was, like, ignorance and then started, like, cackling to himself. But he was really, he was really, like, funny and nice. And that's why I don't take any Timmy T slander. I'm like, he's a love, he's a beautiful man. He doesn't really have anything that crazy about him. Yeah. Just the fact that he, he might be getting work done, which, like, which person in Hollywood isn't? He shouldn't change a thing about his face. He's, he's perfect. He should not he's change perfect. a thing about that face. Um... Okay, so let's move on to the next couple. Now, these two I'm putting together. I've been waiting for this one. BJ Novak. What, what's that Lizzo song? I've, I've been, been waiting, waiting for this, this one. one. Turn it up. <laughs> this is, this is what I've been waiting for. BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love the Mindy show. I also read her book. I thought it was great. And BJ Novak has a couple of books out. His book, One More Thing. Great coffee table book. I mean, it's not the size. It's pretty <laughs> yeah, tiny. Yeah. But it's like a funny little quick read. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your thoughts on both of them? And what do you think the blinds are going to be about? There's I, one very obvious one. Yeah, that they dated. Um, I love... Okay, I've heard that Mindy Kaling is not that nice. I've heard that some somewhere. But I do love everything she's in. I liked The Office. I loved The Mindy Project. I loved her book. Um, and I love the character that she plays. The, like, I'm kind of a nerd, but I'm obsessed with pop culture. I yeah. mean, honestly, me, 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 yeah, me. Yeah. You know? I, I, I do love her. I think if she is mean, I completely understand it because she was, like, a woman of color in comedy at the kind of exact time where I think in comedy it was, like, there could only be a certain amount of women at the table and women were competing with with each other. Yeah. So I can completely, like, if she is actually mean, I completely understand where that comes from. Also, it's hard, when people say celebrities are mean, is it like, did they not want to take a photo with you one yeah, time? Yeah, it's like, what does that mean? Or, yeah. Exactly. What does it mean? That what does it mean? I don't know, but I love what her. What does I, it mean? What does it mean? I love all the content she puts out. Yeah. I think she's hilarious. And she's also just, uh, she's funny. You know, yeah, like, she's funny. I don't know. You read someone's book and you can kind of get gonna get a thing for them mm-hmm. now who do you think is the father of her child slash children 
I don't know if it's BJ. Is it BJ? I don't know if it's BJ Novak. I don't think it is. So who do you think it is? I have no idea who it is. Do, who do you think it is, Shannon? I've got a little. Well, I looked up these items okay. beforehand. Who is it? So I might, I might keep edging for me because we're gonna get around <laughs> to it. So I feel like if it was BJ Novak's child, they would be together. So I think it's not his. Okay. Because I do think that, like, they've been on and off so much that if they had a child together, they'd be like, let's make this work. Yeah, like, now we have the glue. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's see. So, <laughs> the first blind is uh, basically saying, BJ Novak always comes across as a nice, normal guy. He used to be. Then a hit network show that has ended and a bunch of headlining gigs and shows and books has turned him into as big of a diva as you will find. There's a reason no one wants to work with him twice or why he is not invited to the events of his former co-stars whom he had an almost decade-long relationship. Diva I, status. I, um, I've heard through Dumois, through the great writer Dumois, Dumois, that, like, he is, like, a huge, like, player in New York City. He, like, takes girls out on, like, one date and, like, sleeps with them and then, like, never calls them again. Yeah, he is in New York. Yeah. I've seen some pictures. We'll, we'll get into this later. I'm, I'm pretty versed on who the who the sluts of New York City are. <laughs> You're because like, I'm keeping because I'm trying to find Oh, them. the second I can get on Raya, I'm <laughs> getting on fucking Raya, and I'm sleeping with BJ Novak. You better yeah. believe. <laughs> Time to BJ that Novak. Exactly. So, um, now, did you hear about the drama between him and Kiernan Shipka, the girl who was in I have, Sabrina? I heard, I know that in my mind, there, what is the drama? Can you please tell me? So, allegedly, um, he is with her. So this blind says, one of the things reporters are digging into in regards to B. Jack Novak is whether he has been grooming Kiernan Shipka, an actress 20 years his junior, since she was barely a teen. So there were a lot of photos of them together. This was in, I think, 2014. So she was 21 and he was 42. Yeah, I think I heard, I heard they, they were together. each other beforehand. Oh. And, um... <laughs> I was looking it up. There were some paparazzi photos of them dining together out in New York. And there was one photo of BJ Novak, Kiernan, Shipka, and, and John, John Mayer. Mayer. Yes, I saw that. I saw Via Carota. And I'm I like, saw that John photo. Mayer, I saw that photo. Dirty dog. That like, I was just like, I don't like they're in their such 40s. a dirty little dog. She's 21. Like, what so, are they leave doing her together? alone. Leave Kiernan Shipka to alone. Cast a spell and get them away. Get away. Oh my God. Also, like, P.J. Novak, like, of He's all the, like, you. men in Hollywood. It gives me the same vibes of Florence Pugh and Zach Braff. Yee. Like, the older guy and the very, like, angelic, youthful, up-and-coming. Except for, I don't know, star. in my head, B.J. Novak is a lot slimier than Zach Braff. I don't really? know why. Yeah, but they kind of look the same. They have that, like, crazy mangy hair. Yeah. I do think, when did, how did... I think the how I feel like Florence Pugh was a bit older than Kiernan Shipka though, right? I'm sure, especially at the time. And they this. met, I think, when they were adults. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. Rather I think than... the fact that I think the idea of like you knowing someone when they're a teenager yes. and then dating them in their twenties is just weird. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, it's one of those. Actually, this is so crazy. I just like finished watching last night a teacher that show on Hulu where it was oh, Kate Mara and Nick yes, Robinson. I saw that. Um, and it was a great show. And at the end, he's like, "I just saw my brother, like who's seventeen now, which was like the age when I slept with you, and he looks so fucking young to me." Yeah. And I feel I think about that all the time. Of like, 
even if you're like a 22 year old guy sleeping with like an 18 year old girl like they look so fucking young like that is weird how old are you right now i'm i'm 22 i just turned 22 yeah and it's like I, i look at like my little sister is turning 18 no she's turning 19 in november so she's 18 and she looks like a baby yeah. So it's like a baby to me. And that's like, so imagine like Olivia Rodrigo is the same age dating that guy. Yeah. It's like, so you know. weird. I, it's just one of those things of like, you look at people who are actually that age and they look like babies. They look yeah. like kids. And it's like, stop dating them. Get away from them. Isn't it crazy? And I also just think too, like if you knew this person when they were a teenager, it's not like you are in some remote Polynesian island. Like you are in Hollywood. There are so many different people. And also you're on Raya in New York City. Like it's not like oh, well, we happen to... Like, there's so many people to choose. There's so many people. Yeah, there's so many people. And also, it's like, if you're... um, I remember I saw this TikTok about this guy who was 22. And, like, I think one of his, like, teenage, like, female followers was like, oh, is it so bad if you date an 18-year-old? And he was like, I'm 22. I have a job. Like, I don't know where the fuck I would meet an 18-year-old. Yeah. Let alone date one. It's also... To me, it's less about ages and it's more about life stages. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, absolutely, it's about life stages, but, and also the stage in the fact of, like, if you're a normal, like, 23, 22-year-old, you're not interacting with teens. Yeah. Like, that's not supposed to be the crowds or circles you run in. Yeah. If you're, like, a normal functioning adult. It's also, like, you can't invite someone to a bar. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's so weird. So, okay, um, more blind items about them. <clears throat> well, let me just say allegedly the first child is bj Novak's. no way the second child is a guy cuba gooding jr cuba gooding jr who, do you know who this is like I don't yeah know he's an is. actor he's like a fa- he's won an oscar <laughs> yeah he's he's a he has like an iconic oscar speech oh cuba gooding jr yeah cuba gooding jr oh he's in he's a, in crash I wait a, well he was accused of something no what Oh my god, he was accused of rape and groping, and all these pictures are just him with his hands behind his back in the courtroom. Holy sh- Okay, I have obviously not been doing my Cuba Gooding Jr. homework. I should have, yeah, I should have done more research. Well, and he has a mask on in the court case, so this must have been recent. Oh my goodness. Wow, guys. Uh,. We're bringing it to you live. I wish I knew more, but... <laughs> Sorry, we're finding out live, we're live finding in out real live. time. Jesus. Um, so here's the blind. It says, the buzz is the second child's father is the person everyone assumes is the right answer. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The second kid is BJ Novak's. The first is... Cuba Gooding Jr.'s. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s. And it says, the first child is actually the offspring of the disgraced A-list actor, which is why that was kept quiet from the beginning. Oh. And it says, um, a fun little fact about Mindy and BJ is, for purposes of child support, the father of this baby and the mother of this baby have agreed in writing that he is not responsible for any support ever for the child. In the agreement, the father did not give up any of his parental or custodial rights, but agrees that the baby should live with the actress mother for now. The parents have also have to mutually agree to reveal who the father of the baby is. The dad can't just say, hey, I'm the dad, and the mom can't say, hey, he is the dad. Mm. Both have to agree in writing prior to any reveal. Interesting. Although if the kid has internet access, he's going to know who the dad is. Yeah, he's going to know. Yeah. He's, everyone's going to be like, hey, your dad's BJ Novak. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, and then we just have one. Well, I guess we have three last actors, actresses, but it's not that scandalous. Okay. 
So the first one we're going to talk about is Ellie Kemper, who played Aaron. I get, I get, sometimes people tell me that I look like her. Now, how much of that is just hair color? It's just hair color. Yeah. It's mostly, it's just hair color. Okay. Because um, what you I really look, look like, like is the 13-year-old. Kate Panabaker. That's the truth. Kate Panabaker. Um, now, did you know that she got canceled? What? When did she get canceled? <laughs> she got canceled, like, a couple years ago. And oh, it no. was so stupid of her. So there was a photo of her... Now, most publications say age 22. She said 19. I'll read you her statement afterwards. Mm -hmm. But somebody dug up a photo of her. Sorry, that sound is the heat coming on. At least it's coming on. Um, I thought it was just a small elf whistling in the background. (laughs) It's the tea kettle in the closet. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it was a photo of her in her local newspaper, and she was crowned the queen of a pageant. And like, Oh, I saw this. These cancellations, I don't know how people dredge this up. And people were posting it on Twitter. And someone from our hometown replied underneath the tweet and said, oh, yeah, this pageant was a fancy event put on by our local KKK. And that spun out of business and everyone started calling her the KKK queen and the but pageant. But that's not true, right? No, like, somebody just tweeted, like, there's no way the event was put on by the no, local KKK. Uh, no, no like, all pageants, I feel like, have this historical Southern past, which yeah. inevitably is probably incredibly racist because show me any place in the South that, yeah. I mean, anyway, so... So all of that happened, and she started getting canceled hardcore, which is just like, anyway. I feel like that's that one's kind of, like, you could do that with anyone who's ever done a pageant in the South. Yeah, it's so, I, yeah, exactly. So then you could just basically say all pageants. And I also feel like, to me, it's almost a sign, like, if you're, if you're canceling someone for something that they did 10 years ago... Well, it's not maybe something they did. To you. It's like you're, yeah, it's something you're they, canceling someone for, like doing a pageant as a teen and it's like about the organization who ran the pageant and also it just makes me think well that person's probably a really good person if you had to go that far back to find stuff like i am well it'll be live by the time this comes out but today i recorded an episode that's going out later this week and it was all about how like akon and sean kingston are actually molesting minors and it's like that's something that nobody's really talking about on twitter but we're digging up like pageant photo it just from ellie kemper like yeah it's just so weird and random and so she put out a statement saying um you know like when i was 19 i participated in this event and um i was not aware of the history at the time but ignorance is no excuse i was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved And then she added that she unequivocally deplores, denounces, and rejects white supremacy. Which I will say, like, any time that these apologies come out about race, and I I feel like, who the fuck are we to speak about any Uh of this? But it's always the language unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject. It's like, why do they always use three thesaurus words the comedy comedy rule three comedy rule three nobody's ever like i'm against white supremacy they're like i deplore it i reject (laughs) it with every fiber of my being you know i repel it yeah i'm just like what when why did you get so wordy anyway um i think this is also one of those i mean i i really don't like i uh, who like who is getting mad at her for this yeah you know? i'm curious too that's like, kind of my question was it just another white person on twitter who had nothing to do or i don't know yeah or was or or people like you know genuinely hurt by this like i didn't really follow this cancellation when it was happening i think this is one of the cancellations that people view it as like you know people just kind of taking things too far online and i think it's i think it's because it was somebody said fancy event put on by your local kkk you know how things spread on twitter yeah somebody saw that getting traction and immediately they went 
oh my god, Ellie Kemper used to have associations with the KKK. Yeah. So it was just like a game of telephone, which I think you dig into a lot of things. Um, and some cancellations, right? Like Akon, Sean King, yeah. Chrissy Teigen telling someone to kill themselves. Like, those are facts. Did Chrissy do that? What? Yeah, her cancellation. She told someone to take a dirt nap. I thought I thought people just canceled her because she was annoying. But honestly, she I thought it was, was just because she was annoying. Also, the way she told someone to go kill themselves was annoying. Tell someone to yeah. go kill themselves. Oh, I want you to go take a dirt nap. Why are you going to be creative with just it? Go, like, you're yeah, already just... being a bully. Like, stop trying to get laughs while you're there. It's so weird. Um. Anyway, like and apparently, sadly, her husband is cheating on her. Mindy Kalins? Oh, no. no. Ellie, Ellie, Ellie Kemper. Kemper? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. Aw. Sorry, Ellie. This is kind of a sad, sad one. And we have, sometimes they do um, a kindness blind about actors and actresses. And there's this really nice kindness blind about her for it was raining for what seemed like forever in L.A. And it was a really bad rainy day. And she was driving and she saw a car that was on the side of the road with a woman standing outside looking under her hood in the rain. And Ellie Kemper stopped by to see if she could help. And she called a tow truck and drove the woman and all of her kids home and gave her some money to help pay for it. That's lovely. Which I think is really sweet. I also just like love the idea of something like it felt like it was raining forever in L.A. It was probably raining for like two hours. Like, you know, it was probably two hours. Like The sun, we weren't able to have sun people, for three hours. People from California, the way they talk about weather is so funny <laughs> yes. to me. Um, okay, last two. We're going to go over Angela. Did, now, <laughs> did you see that guy on Tinder talking about Angela? No. There's this viral Tinder profile that went, and the kid's bio just said, Angela from the office is my aunt. And there's a bunch of pictures of him with her at like Christmas oh and Thanksgiving. God. And she had to put out a tweet being like, John, can you take this down? That's hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, John, work it. Do whatever you can. Way to go. So yeah, so she was married to this guy who was Toby's brother from the show. And apparently he's like a very powerful in the business type of guy. Um, but the breakup was not friendly. He was cheating on her a bunch. Even when she was pregnant, he couldn't keep his pants <sighs> zipped up. And, um, there was something happening where I think, like, the, he was caught with the maid, like, a bunch of different times. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jail. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the last one, we're gonna be going over Rashida Jones, a.k.a. Karen. Oh, my God, I'm actually interested in what this is. So... What do you think we're going to have to spell on Rashida Jones? I have no idea, but I feel like it's going to be juicy. Shut up. I feel like it's going to be a little saucy. So she had sex with Emily Blunt. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you wouldn't put Can't a past do me like that. Yeah. Um, so apparently she took John Hamm as her date to um, one of the Oscars viewing parties once, and he got, like, sloppy drunk. I love that. A little something something. I love that story. Um, And then all of the blinds about her were really nice things that she had done. So at her gym, she paid for year-long memberships for every mother in her spin class. Um, And then she... Spin queen. Spin queen. And then she and other members of the office um, all decided to get together and combine to use all of... Excuse me, that was a horn. Sorry, that was my (laughs) fart, actually. Sorry. (laughs) They combined to use all of their frequent flyer miles and credit card points to give five families a trip to Disney World, including Airfell and hotels, and the families all had returning veterans who had been injured during combat. Wow. And then, this is the last one, too. So, 
Uh, she has a nice weekly paycheck from the office, and instead of spending it on porn stars and blow, she uses <laughs> one paycheck each month to rent a furnished apartment for a year for a family that comes to her via a homeless shelter in L.A. Wow. Her contact person at the shelter finds the family, and our actress moves them in so the family has a chance at a better life. She's done this so far for seven families, and four of them are now paying their own rent. And apparently after that blind item came out, this was a time when, like, everyone was really reading Crazy Days and Nights.net because this mm-hmm. was, like, before social media. Yeah. And other people from the office and Parks and Recreation saw the blind item and they started doing it, too. That's Isn't lovely. That nice? I, um, she's so smart. She's a really, she's just, like, such a smart. And she's a celebrity child. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she's got, like, a really good head on her shoulders. Yeah, right? I'm really happy with all those blind items. It's good nice. Good job, Rashida. It's her, Steve Carell, like, honestly. I love you, Rashida. What's that from? That was just a little ditty I made up. You're, like, from my heart? <laughs> That's from my heart. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, her, Steve Carell are great. I mean, honestly, the only person who comes across bad in here yes. is Emily Blunt and BJ Novak. Yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of a winning... It is. Winning cards, really. Now... I know it's late, but do you have time to answer some questions? Of course, questions. always. We have some questions. Okay. I love questions. So I pulled three. Well, actually, one of them we already went over, so it'll just be two. two. I love questions. One question was, what Myers-Briggs personality type are you? We are both ENFP. Us and Michael Scott, baby. Let's go. Um, okay, the second one, I feel like we could both answer this. So yeah. somebody said, you write so personally about things on your blog. Are you ever nervous that people will see this or that you'll regret putting something so personal online, parentheses, not meant as an attack or anything. Um, And I'm curious for both of us, because we both have, you know, over 100K on TikTok. And, you know, you don't, not every video that you put out is like, let me tell you about my pap smear. But you put out enough videos. And over the time, I do think to myself, like, someone could put together a pretty good idea of who I am (laughs) after everything I've put out online. Do you ever get nervous about that or feel like you've put out too much? <laughs> um, no. I think a lot of it is also because um, the things that I put out that are even, like, just, like, really personal are just hilarious things yeah. that, like, I've done. Like, I'm not, like, putting out online, like, my, like any, like, kind of trauma I've yeah. been through. It's all, like... Which, by the way, a lot of people on TikTok Which do. a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, and I really only... Like, when something's really personal and I put it out, even if it's just, like, about a breakup or anything, like, they're just, like, funny things. Like, I also just, like, tell them very openly to my friends. Like, uh, right now you're talking to a girl who at at 13 years old masturbated in Harry Potter world in the public stall of Harry Potter world in England. I, like, ate some beans and then went to the bathroom. I went to the public bathroom. I went into a stall and I rubbed one out. Was it and a handicap stall? Uh, no, it was a normal oh. one. It was, I was 13 years old. And that's, like, that's, that's like, the kind of... In terms of stuff where it's, Wait, like, that's the is, personal content I'm putting out. And, like, this is, like, so gross. I'm, like, asking your questions. <laughs> like... <laughs> I mean, it poses a lot of questions. <laughs> was it to completion? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Do I was, you think you I could had, still like, do that today? Or were you, like, no, extra I, I, It was just, like, I had just discovered what masturbating was. Yeah. And it was one of those things of, like, if you've ever seen, like, Pen15, like, that episode where she, like, discovers masturbation. And then so you just, like, do it everywhere all the time. I remember there was one day where I was, like, any family member, just please skip ahead a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where I was, like... 
my parents were out of town for the day and I think like my Nana was babysitting but mm. she was just like downstairs watching TV <laughs> and I was like I wonder how many times I can masturbate today and oh, I like, yeah. tried to go to eight but I couldn't <laughs> it's like, like <laughs> no but like that's what it is like that's what when discovering you are, you are so fucking when, yeah when you're like, like 13 like 14 and you discover masturbating and you're a woman so you can like do it anywhere yeah, you're like why wouldn't I do this all the time exactly and so yeah. like that's the kind of personal stuff I put out we onto the internet. Someone goes, you ever worried about putting out personal stuff online? And we're like, here's no. how I masturbated. Yeah, here's how I, let me tell you a little story about me. Um, no, I don't put, but that's the stuff is like, I don't kind of, I feel like I don't put out any, I feel like you talk about like a lot deeper and more personal stuff than me. Cause I really only talk about stuff that I can, that is either inherently funny or I can you make do jokes like about jokes and things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas you, you kind of do very like deep analysis I like to get right of your up your emotions. Oh, yeah. I'm very, I'm a very emo girl. Yeah, she's an emo um, girl. I would say, too, like, I, I almost think of it like anything can be a mountain or a molehill. So sometimes I'll be sitting there in office and I'll be like, I tweeted about my hemorrhoid today. <laughs> just like, do you think my boss saw that? Like, I don't hmm. want them to know about my hemorrhoid. But then you think about it and you go, it's just a hemorrhoid. Everyone it's has one. So, like, Whatever. everything that seems crazy and huge, even, like, did you know Selena Gomez had nude photos come out the other day? I have no, yeah, I didn't even know. About I was on that. Twitter just at the right time. Um, <laughs> anyway, I was like, "Ooh, look at that!" And I was like, "This poor girl, she's probably so embarrassed." But like, the joke of it is like, "Ah, you see it? Oh my God, look at that!" And then like, you forget about it. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like blah, blah, blah. doesn't so, really matter. You know, everyone's mountain is everyone's molehill. Like we're all human. Like we've all had these things happen to us. So. Yeah, I feel like I... But then again, you and I are ENFP, and we're a lot more open. <laughs> yeah, we're a lot more open. And you got to ask an INTJ. Yeah, exactly. I really am... Well, my thing is, I really don't think... This sounds so stupid and, like, annoying of, like, nothing is off limits for me as a comedian. But my thing is, like, nothing's off limits if I can make it funny yes. and, like, make a joke out of it. I yeah. don't want to make anyone, like, feel... I'm not, like, here to, like... Oh, here's a question for you. What? And I have a follow-up, but do you think there's any topic that you shouldn't touch or joke about? Um, Because I remember someone was saying there can be no good joke done about rape, but then somebody was saying it's very... There was... there, And also, I, surprisingly enough, Dane Cook did a pretty okay joke about rape, which you wouldn't expect. I think... I, I used to think that too, but there's the... But I also, I don't agree with that because I have seen jokes about that where that, that are not punching down they're very much punching up and they're yes. okay and yeah i do think you can probably make a joke about anything i think for me i probably i like me as a person i don't really i don't think i would touch like the topic of sexual assault or um like racism in terms of like I just, there's some topics for me that I don't necessarily know how to make funny with my sense of humor. Yeah. Um, or the, or that like, if it is taken the wrong way, it would, it would be punching down. And I think it's like more that like, I don't think it's impossible, but if it's like not, I wouldn't like work to like find a joke about that. You know, yeah. and I'm also thinking about my own personal experience. I'm like, oh, sexual assault to me can be like a gag because like I've had experiences with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But people, some people might be like, it's really not a gag. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And 
I, I think like in overall in comedy, like with all comedians everywhere, like everyone has a different voice. Well, it's I, also interesting, even at your show, the Baby Genius Show, there were a couple of jokes about Grace in there, and like people were like finding it hard to laugh. And I remember the comedians were like, "Yeah, you guys don't know whether or not you should laugh." And I was like, "I actually don't," because <laughs> no, but, like but, I don't because once again, it's like, wait, is this joke like for me or is it? Yeah, like, but like even then, like you can make jokes about that. Like for me, like. With, so, like, after Daddy went on, who's, like, literally hilarious and amazing and also, like, the most beautiful man alive. Fantastic outfit. Yeah, wonderful. Um, Sophia, who is my co-host of Baby Genius, came on afterwards and was like, I loved watching all the white people feel uncomfortable, not knowing if you could laugh or not. And I, this was not, like, planned or anything. I was like, yeah, same. I feel the exact same way as Sophia. <laughs> and, like, that was a joke. That, like, yeah. I guess technically, like, that's a joke about race. But, like... But, it, but, it's, yeah. but it's funny. It's not punching down at anyone. It's just being like, oh, like, I'm an awkward white person, whatever. And, like, I think uh, for me, like, personally, like, if it's something like I'm hosting a show, like, I kind of, like, have to, like, make jokes in the moment. But I'm not someone who, like, sits down at my computer and is like, I need to figure out how I can joke about race. It's like, you know, that's like just not best. my place. And I don't want to do that. And I feel like the best jokes come to you when you're in the shower and you're like, isn't it funny how like the toothbrush always does this in your mouth? Yeah, yeah exactly. To me, those are the things, uh, like, I feel like it's, it's, I prefer the types of jokes where it's about like a shoelace not fitting into the hole. Yeah. Or something I, like I like that much more like specific jokes like that. It's jokes that make mountainous jokes out of molehill moments rather than making mountains out of mountains, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's get to the next question. And anything else you want to say no, about no, putting out stuff I think, online I think we or, or, that. or comedy? Okay. I'm not interested. I'm not interested in speaking truth to power. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. The next question says, "Hey, just started listening to your podcast, found through TikTok, and I love your voice and your confidence. Can you believe that? Don't be fooled. I was bullied in high school. Um, I know you've been writing for a while, blah blah blah. But I was wondering if you had creator tips. I am doing mildly well on TikTok, and I want to branch out eventually to YouTube or maybe a podcast." I don't know if my audience is watching my TikToks for me or for my topic, and I'm afraid to lose them if I start talking about myself or vlogging. Can you talk about how you started slash when you felt like you had really caught your stride in creating? I found this interesting, too, because I remember the back in the good old days when I had, like, 10K and, like, nobody was telling me to kill myself. <laughs> I was, at the time, I was like, I have 10K? Like, I am famous. And then I feel like on TikTok, one day you pop off, and a week goes by and you have like over 100k yeah, yeah. so it's kind of hard to grapple with that because on tiktok fame doesn't really come easily it just comes in big bursts yeah i agree yeah i think um for me i kind of made like a conscious decision to like make my tiktok tiktok page like not just one thing mm-hmm. and like we had talked about this before like i gained a lot of followers for doing like the tiktok hunger games and yeah. everyone was like please do another and i was like no because if I do another, like, that's going to become, like, my gimmick. Because yeah, on... a niche is powerful for growing quickly. Oh, yeah. But and then like, it holds you back. Yeah, exactly. Of Like, I I think because I don't have, like, a necessarily, like, a specific niche, I have less followers. But I do think it helps because the followers I do have, like, really like me for me and, like, my sense of humor and just, like, my general thoughts on the world which also not to get into the whole like business business side Mm -hmm. of it but engagement is a lot more important than uh follower numbers and stuff Mm -hmm. so it's a lot better to have a smaller highly engaged audience who actually likes you rather than 
3 million users, but you're only getting like a thousand views on a video. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't really want to like put myself into a box. And when I started kind of like gaining followers pretty quickly, I had to like, I basically was just like, I'm just going to diversify what I do. Like just in terms of like, I just make jokes about everything. And if I do do like a series, it's not the thing I'm known for. Yeah. But I think you might have a different perspective because you do have such a successful niche, but people do love your voice at the same time. Yeah. Well, I've been trying to bait and switch people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll give you two celebrity blind items and then you're going to have to hear something personal about yeah. my life in between. <laughs> um, so it kind of goes back and forth. And I mean, honestly, I found it kind of freeing because I think for years I'd been trying to you know, blog and YouTube and TikTok and mm -hmm. have something pop off. And once this whole idea of celebrities came up, it's like, honestly, celebrities, they are a passion of mine. Like, <laughs> I do actually... I love gossip. That's actually my driving force. I, yeah, I cannot exist without it. And, like, I read blind items when I can't fall asleep at night or, you know, I like talking about it with coworkers. Mm -hmm. So it is good because then you can kind of insert your opinion or you can do political blind items yeah like you're talking about ones. you're using it's still your voice it's yeah. still your comedic voice and i feel like it's kind of also it does make things a little bit easier you know like you do comedy bits if you had to do comedy bits but then also political commentary and then also how to's it's like the yeah. world is so big so having a little bit of a niche helps um but in terms of this part of the question where she was like i don't know if my audience is watching my tiktoks for me or for my topic like should i start vlogging oh my god no one <laughs> no one has bigger imposter syndrome than me like i actually think a lot of my followers and podcast reviews are bots like i'm convinced that <laughs> why would they that russia has a special interest in shannon i'm and... convinced that like well there's actually a guy who i was supposed to start a podcast with last year uh -huh. um and i think there was a little bit of maybe feelings there i don't know oh my god i'm convinced that like he saw that I'm doing a podcast and he wants to send me a good luck Shannon present and he bought a bunch of this is how insane that's I am. insane that's I'm like insane. nobody actually listens to this you probably paid a bunch of bots to make it seem like they're listening I I like I, should I probably will, talk to a professional say, here's the thing though is that um even when you don't have like a specific niche like me you do kind of have like um themes that come up again and again like yeah. topics are interested in like you talk I, a lot about celebrities yes, you talk about yeah, yeah so i remember one time um harper's bazaar did this thing called like tiktokers we love right now and i was yes, on, on yeah and i was on the list and the way they described me was like kira does like humor like making jokes and like humor about like um jokes about like pop culture and like life as a 20 something and i was like actually that's a perfect description of what i talk about yeah because that that is like even when you don't have a niche, you kind of do because yes. you as a person are uh, like naturally like yeah, interested yeah. in different topics. Yeah, you at least have adjectives to kind of go around. Yeah, exactly. You. And I also think too, like when people are like, do people care about my life? Should I start vlogging? And I don't think this for myself, even though I should, but take it from me. I don't even know who you are. I'm interested in your life. I am such a creep. Like I find it annoying when people are like, oh, like girls are always posting pictures of like, their food for breakfast or videos at the concert. And I'm like, you can just skip by if you don't like that. But I also want you to know 
I do care what everyone's eating for breakfast that day. It is giving me inspiration. And you switched up your workout routine. And I actually am interested in that. I, I, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum here. Of, oh, you're not I'm interested. I'm a narcissist. I'm <laughs> not interested in anyone. Really? Except for I like on me and like the three crushes I have at a given moment. Okay, moment. interesting. Or like, so, or like an ex-boyfriend. Like, or, and his new girlfriend. <laughs> okay, what about this though? somebody's apartment tour video i will watch oh oh i will i'll watch i'll watch tour. anyone's apartment tour yeah. video i'll ask anyone what they pay i'll look at anyone's apartment so yeah. i think that if you want to start getting into vlogging and honestly this would be like good advice for myself start with an apartment tour video start with the what i eat in a day start with things like that like concepts that everyone it doesn't really matter who we would probably watch that anyone's of that I, and then if people like it they'll be like i also want to know what your day-to-day is like i think also like um it's good I think just like for your like for you personally but also just like in terms of like oh where do I go from here is kind of like understanding like what goal you want out of like being a creator on TikTok or like Instagram or Twitter like for me personally like I think of myself as a comedian and I use TikTok to like it's like your portfolio yeah to make jokes but also like to like like I don't think of myself as a TikToker. I think of myself as, like, a comedian who, like, has a large following, like, on TikTok. And for me personally, it's, like, I know I'm never going to do, like, day in a life. I'm not going to do what I eat in the day or, like, vlogs or, like... No Or take, like... Yeah, or, like, take a lot of, like, um, like, promotions or, like, brand collaborations because, like, I don't want people to see me as an influencer. First of all, can I say real quick? It's, like, fucked up that we have over 100... Do you get PR packages? I get none. No, I've only received, like, two PR things ever. Same. And I kind of had to, like, ask for it. And there are people out there with, like, 30K getting all of the skincare stuff. And I'm like... But, like, I'm not an influencer. Like, I'm a comedian. Yeah. Like, I don't have... Like, people don't come to me to find out, like, what skincare to And I don't use. promote products, just steaming hot gossip. Yeah, so exactly. Like, Damn it. So, but I do think, like, one of it is, like, do you want to be, like, a vlogger? Because if you want to be a vlogger, then start vlogging. Yeah. But if you don't want to be a vlogger don't vlog also think of um i would say think of the best kind of compliments you could get from someone and Mm -hmm. i didn't even realize this until i was going through podcast reviews the ones that say like i feel like i could be friends with shannon or like it feels like i'm just chatting and hanging out with a friend i'm like those make me feel so much better Mm -hmm. than i mean i love all of them but those are the ones that really entice me so i'm like oh podcasting would be good because that's a long chat with a friend Mm -hmm. versus if people were commenting you know, oh my god, you're so pretty, I love your hair. If, like, I was trying to be a hair influencer, that would make me pretty. So sometimes you can be like, okay, what compliment would make me feel great? And then what type of content does that lead to? Yeah, like, for me, it's like... People always say they love your takes. (laughs) They're like, you never miss. Everyone says that, and it's, for me, in my head, they're not takes. They're just, like, my funny (laughs) opinions. Like, they're jokes. Also, what I will say is that um, someone, I made a joke, and then someone was like, it's not that deep. Who cares enough about this topic to make a joke about it? And I was like, um, do you think I deeply care about everything I make fun of on the internet? Yeah. Because if you do, you're under a misimpression. Yeah. Like, I don't actually have to care a lot about something to make fun of it. Oh, also, sometimes I make hot take videos, and then an hour later I go, I don't have that opinion anymore. But it stays <laughs> up on the internet. Yeah, it stays up. I keep it up. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, like, one of the things is, like, I think also, like, if you started doing vlogging and you didn't like it, but people liked it, like, would you keep, like, I got really lucky in the sense of, like, what I want to do is comedy and people seem to like me for No, that's such a good idea. And so I just got, like, very lucky with that. But, like, 
don't like figure out what you want to do and then decide like what like because then when you start doing it like people will then you won't be put into a box you don't like well especially because i think so many of us do this as um like a side hustle to your nine to five or it's a <laughs> side, side hustle hustling <laughs> that's the it's millennial. about drive it's about power if we stay hungry we do battle put in the work put in the hours and take what's ours <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a side hustle thing. Um, I, I do hate that phrase, but that's kind of how a lot of people view it. And I think for most of us, it's like, you fucking hate your nine to five. So you want to do some have something fun that you're doing in addition to it. So sure, you might be the most popular hack, um, you know, how to make like a life hack TikToker ever. But sure, you could get famous off of that. But if you hate making life hack videos, then (laughs) what's even the point? Your life's going to suck. So, and for me, like, yeah, I loved blogging. Nothing happened with my blog for three years before I popped off on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And, like, I was waking up, like, at 6 a.m. to, like, write. I was spending my entire weekends canceling plans, walking around. You were grinding, as as The Rock would say. And, like, for nothing for three years. And that's what so many influencers say is that Emily Mariko was trying to be an influencer for five years before she popped off. So so all I can say is, like, if it's – it sounds grueling, but it really wasn't because, like, I love blogging and it was fun for me. Like, I enjoyed it. So just know that it might take some time, but as long as you enjoy what it is, like, it's fun. I would also say that when you enjoy what you're doing and you like it, it would probably happen faster for you. Like, I started off doing what I like, just, like, making jokes on the internet, which is what I love to do. And I feel like things moved really, really quickly for me. But I think it was good because, like, thank God I started with something I loved and didn't try to do something I didn't love for a while. Wait, can we spill the tea real quick? Yes. Do you, are there any influencers that you see out there who you think don't like what they're doing? Like, I was reading a Victoria Paris article. Oh, she, it sounds like she hates being an influencer. Yes, but she also tried so hard to be one, but she doesn't yeah. really like she it. She seems very unhappy with what she does. Yes, which I find so interesting because she definitely hustled to be a famous TikToker. Mm-hmm. And then she became a famous TikToker. And I feel like she's more of like a savvy boss business bitch. And she yeah. really doesn't like doing this. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it, it sounds, comes through. It comes through. Yeah. People can tell. I feel like... Definitely people could tell when you just are not happy (laughs) opening the app or like you're not happy making content. So even then it's like, who cares if you have a big following, if you're unhappy doing it? Yeah. You know, that being said, if you start vlogging, send me the link. I will watch your vlog. <laughs> Kira will. Shannon will. Shannon she will. And she'll give me the spark notes of yeah. it. Sorry. If it's an I, apartment tour, Kira will watch it. I'm just so, I'm like, I'm the type of person where if I ask you like, oh, how was your day? And you actually start going through what you did in the day i'm like i didn't ask for your life story shut the fuck up like you're supposed to say good and then move on but we're the same personality my my i'm just not i'll be like how was your day i'll be like and what did you have for lunch and what did you have for dinner yeah i had it and how did you feel after you had that for dinner yeah i'm the complete opposite of that strangely i'm like i don't care like just it was a good or bad whatever i don't care I, I wanted to, I'm also I'm also like such a bitch in terms of like I hate my pet peeves like talking about things that don't interest me like one of my pet peeves is when people try to tell me about their dreams that they had at night like I hate it and actually like anyone who's like really good friends with me knows like don't tell Kira about her your dreams because like she'll fucking yell at you because I just I Wait, fucking can I hate tell it. you something you're gonna hate this but <laughs> my it'll, it'll be quick my reoccurring dream is that I have pets and I can't take care of them well and like I'm like how did I get all these pets like when did I even ad- adopt them and I get so mad because I'm like 
who let me get the uh, there's no way I got the pet Mm -hmm. and then I saw something online which honestly maybe I was being trolled and they were like that's a sign that you're infertile (laughs) um this is how paranoid I am and how much I believe in dreams I got fertility tested yesterday no you did not and I'm waiting on the results but do you want to know what is even crazier what if I am what if you are (laughs) infertile and that was the sign yeah that'd be insane yeah um but yeah, people will tell me things like, Kira, you were in my dream last night. You were married to Brad Pitt and your face was on a bulldog. And I'll be like, that means nothing to me. That means nothing <gasps> to me. What's your Enneagram? Oh, uh, I think I'm a three. It's the one that's like... All about goals and achievements. It's about achievement and like validation from others and yes. getting praise from others. Okay, so you I don't know. The thing is, I do really care about people. I really care about like things that... <laughs> you should. Ha- no, no. <laughs> It sounds like I'm crazy, but it's like, I do really care about, like, certain things and, like... You probably care about deep shit. I think, you know, I think the thing is, is that I grew up in, um, a family and, like, with a mother and, like, some things who were, like, all very quick. They were very fast and, like, the kind of conversation moved, like, very quickly. Yes. Into, like, if something was boring, like, you would just like skip to something that was funny or make a joke about it or like you know what vibe you give off i think yeah when people are like oh people on the west coast are nice but they're not kind and Mm -hmm. people on the east coast aren't nice but they are kind yeah exactly it's like if if anyone is actually like i i do like deeply care about like what goes on in my friends lives but like i but i think it is one of those things of like i'm like on a conversational level my favorite ones are the ones that can move fast and talk about interesting topics that like interest both of us and when someone like slows things down and starts to talk about like nitty gritty stuff it like I sound like such a bitch (laughs) like such a bitch talking about it but like I can't take it in my head I can't take it it's like it feels like standing in line at the ATM yeah for me it put it on a conversational level. Yeah. Well, this is very ENFP, what you're describing. Right. Like the idea of small talking over networking. I've gotten in trouble because we'll network <laughs> with people and I'll be like, so who are you dating? And they're like, you're not, it's not networking. <laughs> and it's like, and no, but like, I want to know. But I want to talk about the gossip. I, lo- I love gossip. That's the thing. I love gossip. Yeah. I'll gossip and with gossip anyone about anything. Fast. Gossip moves That's yeah. why I think we make such good friends is I love gossip. I love gossiping. I think the people that like I click with very instantly are people who like we kind of instantly start gossiping, gossiping. together yes. about like interesting, juicy. And I really don't want to be that person who's like, I hate small talk. Talk to me about something deep. Because like those people are idiots and they don't realize that like no one likes small talk. It's just yes. a thing you do to be polite. Yes. Um, but again, you don't like maybe it's not small talk, but you don't like slow talk. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing is I just but you love TikTok. I love TikTok. <laughs> I guess I just don't like conversations that feel like they don't get to a, like a point. Yeah. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yes. I would love to stick you in a room with a bunch of old Southern white ladies who are like, <laughs> I lose how was my... your day, Darla? Oh, that isn't that just the nicest thing I, that you did? I, oh, and look at those cookies. I do feel like the way I'm talking, like I sound like an asshole, but I think it is very much like a very East Coast it, oh, sensibility. It, wait, where did you grow up again? I grew up in maryland like right next to dc okay yeah so everyone's like everyone's parents were like lawyers or journalists and like very like east coast people 100 east coast versus west coast versus southern all varied and the midwest yeah and midwesterner would hear this and be like she the devil yeah i sound really mean but i i I do really fundamentally care about humans you can't see her too and even if she says something mean she looks like 13 year old hannah panama (laughs) 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm like smiling. Like I do really fundamentally care about humans more than anything in the world. You're like I just I don't. I just don't care about your dreams. <laughs> Sorry. What about their goals? I I care about their goals. I feel okay. like I, I am hugely empathetic. But your MLK is like I have a dream. Kira's like shut, shut up. up. I'm like oh my god. Okay, trauma dump. Okay, dream. It's like you know what it feels like. It's like when people start talking about that kind of stuff. They're like, and I for lunch I had like a salmon salad. It's like you're you're like life dumping on me like you're just dumping everything that you've ever thought on me dude this is okay and this is the last thing i'll say because <laughs> i've kept you here for way too long thank you we've been having a good time um there was a tiktok where it was a therapist please tell me you saw oh, this and the yes. therapist was like when your patient starts trauma dumping you on you in the first appointment and everyone was like you're a fucking you're a professional you're getting paid you're, to have people trauma dump for. on you yeah, that was hilarious. And then she, like, deleted her account. Was that real, though? Because that would have been a great troll post. That would have been an amazing troll post. Sometimes I think about posting something really problematic just for the creator fund money. Because, <laughs> like, honestly, if I had kept my Nick Jonas and Priyanka video up, I probably could have made some good money off of it. Oh, God. What, what happened there? I didn't, did I tell you about no, you that? No, you don't tell me this. I made a video. People wanted blind items on Nick Jonas and Priyanka Chopra. Mm-hmm. And I did one, and I put my opinion in it, which that was my first mistake. <laughs> and I said, um, I said, I hate this couple. I said, they make me so uncomfortable. And apparently that was the first thing, because, like, people were like, you know how they do on TikTok? Uh, they, like, fill in the blanks. Yeah. But, like, yeah, you didn't yeah. say it. And they were like, oh, they make you uncomfortable because they're interracial. And I was like, I didn't say that. And furthermore, like, I don't mean that. And, yeah. like, I just find it crazy how people are, like, Anyway, and then I talked about blind items, which is basically saying that they're both power hungry and they're yeah, like a yeah. PR couple, which isn't me saying it. It's yeah, the it's blind just items. you doing your job of talking about blind items. <laughs> My job. Yeah, your job. <laughs> and a bunch of people were like, you don't like them together because they're interracial and like this reeks of racism and this smells of racism, oh, which I feel like when language like that happens, it's people saying like, you didn't say anything bad, but it was it could have been bad, you know? Yeah. And, and also um, a lot of it is people who do... Uh, who do genuinely, who aren't, like, necessarily, like, looking for... Sometimes it is people, like, looking to see to, people assuming the worst and not yeah. taking things in good faith. Well, I think also it, it popped off and people saw it on their For You page who didn't know of my page. And they're like, you're shitting on this couple just because they're interracial. And I'm like, no, no, no. If you clicked onto my page, you'll see that, like, I shit on all of these couples, yeah. be they white or... I think... I think... I think ha like when that kind of stuff happens, a lot of it is people taking things in bad faith because they want to be mad. Yeah. But I also do think a lot of it is people who genuinely in their life are are triggered by that topic somehow, or they yes. they are personally projecting. Like I remember I made a video talking about how it's funny when like supermodels, like you know, like Kendall Jenner, are like. When I was a kid, I was such a tomboy and so awkward and clunky and gawky. And you, like, see a photo of her and she's beautiful. Yeah. She's just, like, kind of tall for her age. And a lot of the comments were like, you're acting like tall, skinny girls don't get bullied. And, like, I was bullied and I was, like, tall and yeah. skinny. And I was like, that's not what I said at all. I'm talking very specifically about supermodels. Yeah. Like, rich, beautiful, like, Adriana Lima supermodels. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. You don't relate to this. Because Candace Swanepoel, too. They all yeah. Have, I such a t and but, they all have accent. I yeah. such a tomboy. Like, I'm back. talking, but it's one of those things that, like, I'm talking about a specific thing, but you could tell that people who did grow up, like, tall and skinny felt very awkward. And, like, even though they're not who I'm talking about, they do 
like you could tell they were kind of like triggered by that joke and it's not my fault I didn't do anything wrong but it's hard to tell someone and say like hey you're taking this personally and you sh- and you, you can't can. and you can't relate to Kendall Jenner because I sound like a bitch saying that but it is and a lot of people too were saying in that video they were like what are you talking about Priyanka Chopra is bo- is gorgeous and I never said anything about how she looks obviously she's beautiful like you you know a lot of people yeah. find her annoying you cannot deny she's absolutely yeah, stunning gorgeous. but the fact that people were saying that I found it very interesting because I was like, I think this is a projection. It was a bunch of uh, mostly comments from Indian women yeah. who probably saw that. And they're like, here's some blonde white girl saying she mm-hmm. doesn't like Priyanka with Nick. Because like, you know, and we've been trying, you know, for so hard. Like, yeah. uh, you know, everybody shits on Priyanka. But like, she's my role model or I've loved her since I was a kid. You know, yeah. it's the same way if somebody shits on Taylor Swift. If a guy shits on Taylor Swift, I'm like, oh, is he misogynistic? It's like, yeah. no, it, I shit on Taylor Swift. It's kind of Swift. like if you if you kind of like make fun of something or someone that someone relates to, they feel kind of personally attacked by that. But it's like, but then it also goes a step because, you know, and now I can say that looking back on it, but I'm so anti cancel culture, not for the concept of like, we shouldn't, I don't know how to phrase it exactly, but it's just having been in the position where people were literally telling me to go kill myself, Mm -hmm. flooding like my email, my different emails, my Twitter, my Instagram, I found out my mom's name was Karen, and they had, like, a field day with oh that, being, God. like, racism runs in your blood, because, like, Holy you're... Holy shit. And, oh. I did not know that happened oh, to you. That's no, insane. It was insane. Like, this this sounds really messed up, but, like, it was very traumatic what yeah. happened. Like, I couldn't sleep. I had so much anxiety. Every time I touched my phone, some different social media app was, like, someone telling me that I was, like, the most horrible person they had ever met. It's insane. And... Not that we had met, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, But is the type of thing where... um. I don't know. Th- things just get put out of different perspective. And I feel like anytime I see someone getting canceled, I even dug into the Audrey Peter stuff. And I was like, um, you know, she was canceled for wanting to have an unpaid internship oh. or an intern. But then I looked into it and it was like, it was actually not that bad of a story. It's like she wanted one person to help her film a video once a week and she would pay for transportation and lunch. And then they could put it on the resume just because she wanted to stop yeah. bugging her friends for it. And I feel like when people get canceled, it's like, you know, it's just like, of course, something's going to get misconstrued in a 60 second TikTok video. Mm-hmm. Like, but we just never really learn our lesson. Like any kind of cancellation story I've dug into, I feel like I kind of emphasize with a person or, you know, yeah. it's a foot in the mouth situation. And then once again, it kills me that stuff like this is happening. And Akon and Sean Kingston, like I just did videos where I'm like, oh, my God, they're like they're bringing these teens on tour with them. Yeah. And like, that's something we should be talking about. Well, it's about. like it's like what we said earlier. I don't think we said this on the podcast. We said it when we were eating fries and gluten free cookies <laughs> is that um, like half the comments in my comment section are people who are really cool and like in good faith. Yeah. And then half of them feel like the citizens of Pawnee from Parks and Rec just like yelling at you and you're like how did you like (laughs) what we've also become very um short few like there are so many influencers that I've followed for years and sometimes you know election season will come around or they'll post something that I don't agree with and I always go oh huh we differ on that one and I keep following them yeah but I've gotten so many comments where I'll make one opinion and it could even just be saying something as simple as saying that I think Emma Watson is b-list and they'll be like horrible take I'm unfollowing you and yeah. I'm like what kind That's of world crazy. is this where like you someone needs to have a hundred percent of the same opinions as you otherwise they don't deserve your attention yeah I think it's I think um 
I've never had anything like that happen to me, like what you experienced. But I think um, part of it is that I think it's frustrating when you see things you say get taken in such bad faith. It's really... Yeah. Because it's like no normal person, like just assume that the person that like you're... Like, I, I would just, like, a good rule of the internet is, like, assume the person is not acting in bad faith, yeah. you know? Because they probably aren't. Yeah. Like, no one's actually, like, malicious. Like, you know? Like, that'd be crazy and weird. Yeah. But I know what you mean about the tall girl thing. It's, like, yeah. something happens and you're, like, you know, like, I can't really help how people see this. Like, and, of course, we all get triggered by our own things. God knows I've been there myself. Where, yeah. Like, a guy will make an innocent video and I'm like, this just like upsets me so much. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like there is, you do have to take personal responsibility to be like, this triggers me and it upsets me. Like I'm either going to talk to a friend about it or like be pissed or maybe block this creator. But like <laughs> harassing them is just like, what does that accomplish? I, I mean, also the thing is, is like, it's a lot easier if like you see a video that does trigger you in like a personal way. It's a lot easier to be like, that person is the problem then take a step back and be like why do i feel this like why and like number one admit to yourself that you feel personally yeah like triggered by this and then to ask yourself like why it's a lot easier to just blame it on the person who's doing it than like ask those questions yeah. which makes hard. sense it's hard to do that and like i said i always get triggered when guys are like oh, Taylor Swift, like, isn't a talented musician. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, she writes all of her songs, she does all of this. And then you hear me in this podcast, and I'm like, I don't even, I have trouble saying that I'm talented or I'm successful. Yeah, it's like, like you relate to them. So, yeah, like, the things that bother us that we see on TikTok, like, it does... You know, come obviously down to come down people to who that. are like, oh, you said Priyanka Chopra was ugly. It's like I didn't, but like, how do you feel about your own self-image? Because mm-hmm. the things that we say typically come back. But I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I've been here for way too long. I'm so sorry. No, no, because no. we've gone on so many tangents. But I, I love, I love the tangent. Um, Kira, let everybody know where they can find you and what's going on with Baby Genius. Yes, um, you should follow Baby Genius Comedy on Instagram. It's me and my dear friend Sophia's. Uh, comedy duo also super kira on all platforms follow me where did that come from by the way it was the uh gmail account i made in fourth grade and i i basically just started a brand and i stuck with it i'm all about brand continuity across platforms there we go then you can be like super kira uh was established you know 10 years ago. yes established in like 2004 (laughs) super kira and baby genius comedy Okay, that is that is all. Love it, love it. So yes, please check out Kira on TikTok. Her takes are fantastic, <laughs> or as she would tell you, it's just my silly little opinion. <laughs> um, and thank you for listening to. I don't even have the time on here, but what probably is a very long episode. <laughs> it's really long. We appreciate it, and we will catch you uh, next week for the next fluently forward episode. Bye. Bye. Guys. <laughs>